Hello, everyone, and welcome to Clockwork Cantina, episode sixty-one. Hello, everyone. Look at my look at my hair sticking up. Hello. Crazy. How are we doing? Episode sixty-one. Hello, hello, hello. Oh man. I know. I know. We we missed last week, unfortunately. Uh, it feels like it's been a little bit. But we're it, back feel, it feels that way. Yes, we're going to get more consistent. Um, but I will say the reason we missed last week is uh, I had a death in the family that I had to deal with. And I also lost a, a very close friend also passed away uh, last last week, week, weekend. I had to do the funeral on Saturday, that Saturday. So I wasn't able we weren't able to do Cantina. Um, but I just wanted to. That's that's why we said about that. I appreciate your condolences in the chat. Thank you very much. Um, uh, I appreciate those. But it's just part of life, man. And, and we keep going and we, we deal with those things. Um, we're not going to linger on it too long because uh, I don't want to bring the mood down. And it's just, just the way things are. Um, but yeah, we, haven't, we didn't do a show last week, but we're ready to go this week. We're... Uh, um, Gonna talk uh, season three of Cobra three, Kai. Three, yes, which was a great season. I'm just gonna say right now before we get into it, I, I absolutely loved it, man. I did too. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get into the details on that later. But yeah, it was it was great. Yes, 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 indeed. Um, another thing is, I have a door now. Guys, I don't know if you can see it on the camera, but it's right over there. I have a door. Door height. You, can. you, you gotta play the uh, the air horn effect. I do. Let me get to the air horn. Door! Yeah, we got a door. Sweet. Um, there you go, man. That, that's super awkward. Uh, <laughs> I'm stream. Um, but yes, I have a door now. I did not have a door before. I had a blanket hanging there, and it was super... Super loud sometimes, and this shit would be dumb sometimes. Um, and it was just, it was very frustrating. Like, me not having a door is the whole reason I haven't streamed, like, at all since I moved. But I have a door now, which means we're going to get back to streaming. I haven't exactly decided what I wanted to come back to. I need to go back and finish Spider-Man. Yeah, you, you uh, got to finish Spider-Man, dude. That I got to do God of War. But I might do oh. something just for the PC stream, just because that's a little bit easier to get rolling. Um... Yeah, for sure. Before that, to kind of get back in the saddle. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe yeah. Daniel and I will do a co-stream or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll figure something out. Um, for sure, we'll figure something out. Uh, but we got news. But before we get to the news and stuff, we usually talk about what we've been up to um, the past week. Now, Daniel, I'll usually let you go first, but I do want to jump in on one thing because I literally watched this. Right, I, the, the credits were rolling when I hit the star stream but okay. i watched um la bamba again i haven't seen la bamba in a long time which is the story about richie valens and um his career and all that and that cool music stuff man um big uh, is so great movie with lou diamond phillips but other than that i just wanted to mention that i just seen it because i literally just watched it the credits were rolling when i hit the start stream but damn um 
So, Daniel, go ahead and lead us into what you've been up to this past uh, uh, couple weeks now, I guess. That's a couple weeks, yeah. Uh, Let's see, I've been playing a lot of games, been playing, uh, I've been watching some some shows, some movies here and there, you know, you know how it goes. Uh, Been playing a lot of Stardew over the past couple weeks. Yeah, we've played a lot Uh, of Stardew. Been doing co-op games. That's Yeah, we we, we got a co-op game. There's like six of us in there. It's pretty fun. uh, since the last time I think that I've been here, uh, or that we've been here, I've beaten two games on stream. <laughs> so that you know, if, if that's kind of a time my, indicator, my boy's a machine. We're 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 getting through <laughs> we're getting through games we need to get through, man. I I I've since beat Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So we've gotten through that. We beat it. Uh, I'm kind of glad that I beat it when i did because i heard that the newest patch that came out was it yesterday or today or something mm-hmm. kind of messed up the game even more so i'm like yeah uh, i heard that i heard that uh, as well like yeah I got, like i'm sure we'll get into that in the news and stuff but like i'm kind of glad i beat the game already but it was fun man i like the ending that i got in cyberpunk um because there's multiple endings obviously and uh i mean i had fun with it despite you know the bugs and the issues and everything that i had i didn't have as many problems as as most other people did but that being said i wasn't problem free i did have you know i did have problems here and there but uh, yes i don't think i was hit as bad as other people uh been watching some movies here and there uh watched the uh the episodes of the the all three episodes of wandavision so far uh very interesting stuff very very interesting stuff um i'm digging it uh I'm very curious what the hell they're going to do with that because I'm just like kind of like I don't want to talk about we'll, we'll talk about it when I don't even know if you've seen any of it. Have you seen any of WandaVision yet? No, I've actually haven't yet. I haven't had a chance to, to check oh, it man. out. It's um, only three episodes right now, man. I was sitting in Discord last night and I think they were watching it. Um, yeah. But I had missed like the first little bit of it. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like I like to watch something like that a whole way through where I pay attention to it. I mean, yeah, um, any, anything that I haven't seen for the first time, I'm not gonna just jump into it like halfway, you know. I need to. Yeah, so I was like, eh, I'll, I'll check it out. I know there's three episodes now. Yeah. Um, they're, they're only like half an hour each. Yeah, so I know they're fairly not, short, so. So it's not too bad, uh, but it's it's been it's been very interesting because it's some stuff that I'm not like super familiar with comic wise, so I'm just like, huh, let's see where they take us. Um, apart from Wandavision. Uh, I played a bit of Phasmophobia, a little bit, a little bit of Overcooked too. Uh, those are just two games that I, that I haven't played in a while that I got back into. Uh, the other game that I beat on stream was uh, Metro Exodus. So before I started Cyberpunk, I was doing a Metro run of the series, mm-hmm. but then but then Cyberpunk came out, so we had to play that. And then, you know, then we got back to Metro. So we did Metro Exodus. We're done with that. We're done with the Metro series. Uh, overall, I enjoyed what they brought that was fresh to, to Metro Exodus. But that being said, I did have some bugs and some issues with that game as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a couple times where the game froze on me and it was just like, it's the type of freezing where like you can't even alt tab out of it. You have to just like nuke it with like task manager and stuff. And like, mm. it, was, it was, it was pretty bad. And, and at one point it froze on me 
twice in a row in the same exact spot. So I had to like go in and mess with the settings a little bit. I think it had some issues when it came out as well. So I guess they never got those fixed. Yeah, I mean, apparently they haven't because I was I remember Googling the issues and being like people were like, oh, yeah, they they were talking about like where the, the common, you know, crashes or, you know, issues were. And it was in the spot where I was having those problems. So I'm like, well, they still haven't fixed that then. That's weird. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I, yeah, I, I did that. I, 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 I uh, beat, beat Metro, beat Cyberpunk. I, I started watching, or, or I, we were watching the, the uh, you know, the new, the Nick Cage, the history of swear words or whatever thing. Mm-hmm. Watch that. It was, uh, it, it was something. Uh, they were talking about all, all, all the all the swear words. It was, it's kind of interesting, like just seeing like the history of like where does this swear word like where did it originate? Like how, how the different meanings of it, how how it can be used and said, and how how it's you know you like like it, like in particular like the word bitch like obviously you know derives from like the female dog or whatever, and then like <laughs> it evolves from here. Then now nowadays like women use it as kind of like an empowering thing of like oh you're you're a boss bitch or you know whatever the fuck right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's just interesting, like seeing the evolution of swear words. But anyway, uh, speaking of uh, of stream games that I've played, I started Breath of the Wild finally yesterday. Yes, uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I finally started that. I was lurking in there while you were playing. I was hanging out in the Discord with Majin. He was talking about you playing. Yeah, cause <laughs> and he, stuff. Yeah, he was. I know he was pretty hyped to see me start get started on that game. Yeah. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that love that game, and I haven't. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of late to the game. I haven't played it until now, almost four years later. You know, but uh, but better late than never. We're, we're getting started. I've played about like four hours of it so far, and uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. The one thing that I is kind of annoying right now, though, that I will say mm-hmm. is the breaking weapons annoys the shit out of me. I hate that in any game. That and and even worse than that is the, just the stamina. Like there's like a stamina wheel or whatever the fuck, and I feel like I can barely do anything at times, man. Like you run for a little bit and then you're you're gassed out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's but but other than that though, I've been having fun with it. It was you know, yesterday's stream was kind of a like, let's try to learn as much as we can, you know, because like you, you know you gotta. You gotta learn how to cook, and you gotta learn how to, you know, manage your stamina. You know, like run, like you're running away from enemies, trying to attack them, not getting gassed out. You know, you're you're, you're running, climbing walls and stuff, trying not to. You're swimming and trying not to lose your, you know, your all your stamina. Because if, because for example, if you're swimming, and your stamina bar like completely craps out, then you just drown and die. Damn. Kind of have to, you kind of have to be wary of of that kind of stuff. So it's 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 just keeping an eye on that, and yeah, I mean basically just just learning, uh, learning, learning, learning. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I forgot if I said it already, but we've been playing. Some, I, I got into some more. Uh, I played a bit more of the Old Republic recently as well. I know you have too. I finally yeah. beat the Smuggler storyline. That we started forever ago. Uh, it was uh, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, so th- that makes two of the 
of all the storylines that I've completed already, I've done the Imperial Agent from start to finish and the Smuggler from start to finish. So I'm thinking I want to do a lightsaber character next. And I'm kind of leaning towards something that I haven't done yet again. So kind of like, so I'm thinking like a Sith Inquisitor is probably something. Oh, Inquisitor. That was my very first character in Star Wars, The Old Republic, was I played oh, the Inquisitor. I, yes, and I still have that character. Um, and uh, I like their story. Their story is pretty cool. Yeah, I I like the the smuggler and the agent stories that I've completed from start to finish. So those those are those are pretty good. But yeah, looking forward to uh, starting a new character when uh, when 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 I get to that. Uh, What's funny is I was thinking about starting a new one last night actually. (laughs) Oh, nice. Well, shit. Let me know. Maybe we'll we'll start up uh, start some characters again. Uh, But uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, Yeah. So that that completed that. I'm I'm kind of sad that I I wasted uh, or not wasted but I used up all my uh, cartel coins because there's some uh, there's some uh, fucking uh, really cool stuff on sale right now like the like the uh, what was it the the Mandalorian gear I think was on sale they have some yeah really that cool shit armor looks cool that's on sale yeah it looks it looks really really cool uh, so yeah it, it was it was like damn. There's some really good stuff in here, but I spent my cartel coins on unlocking more of the uh, the species. Like I unlocked uh, the Chiss, and I unlocked uh, the the Sith. You know the the pure bloods, because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have those before for some reason. Um, but I got that, and I got like a couple hairstyles or whatever for customization. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's been. It's cool. I, I I like to go back to that to Old Republic every once in a while, you know, just just play it because it's a it's a fun game. And then finally, the last thing is, uh, there was a group of us that watched Conan the Barbarian yesterday because there's it was like Phenom's first time, Winter's first time. So yeah, man, it was uh it was pretty rad. Yeah. What they think? Did they like it? Yeah, they liked it. Uh, as far as far as I could tell, they 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 liked it. They enjoyed it. I just, I just remember like the movie ending, and then like we were just, dude, the amount of Arnold grunting in that movie is just. <laughs> I, I was just like grunting after the movie was over, and like, they were just cracking up, dude. Like, yeah, and then like when he just, he just like randomly punches camels and shit throughout the movie. It's like what the fuck, dude. It's uh, it's crazy, but yeah, it, it's good, good, good stuff, man. It's a good movie. But yeah, that's yeah, pretty dude. much that's pretty much been it, man. I'm, I mean, it's been it's, it's been fun, but uh, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Hell, yeah. Well, Daniel and I have been up to some of the same things. For example, I am also part of the Stardew Valley co-op group that's been that we've been playing for like two weeks, and and when I say like two weeks, like I don't know, we put in, I've put in. Let me look at Steam really quick, actually. Steam. Steam is opening and I'm feeling time while yeah. it opens. I, I, in the last two weeks, I put in like 60 hours, dude. I think I'm the same. I'm going to double check, though. Like I, and for like reference, I have never played Stardew Valley, really. Like before before our co-op game, I've only, I'd only play like an hour of the game ever. So, yeah, basically... All of, all of my time in the game has, has been like within the past two weeks, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, somewhere around 60, 60. Oh, here's where it says 
63, almost 64 hours in the last two weeks. We play, we've been playing a lot of Stardew. They had a new patch come out that's got a bunch of cool stuff in it. Um, like a new, like a quest board and stuff, and a new island that I haven't even been to yet. A lot of cool stuff. Um, so, uh, and I also read just a minute ago, it's, I don't think it's in the news because I saw the tweet just a minute ago with the, but the Concerned Ape, the dude that developed Stardew Valley, just submitted the patch for the consoles and then it's got to get approved. So the console players will be getting that patch soon because I know some of our friends like to play on the Switch. Play on their Switch. Yeah, yeah that's true. Amber likes to play on her Switch. We got her super addicted to the fucking game, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and it all started when she was like, oh, what's another Animal Crossing type game for the Switch? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe you'll like Stardew, you know? Mm-hmm. And here we are. She's like the, an expert at the game now. So it's, Yeah, she really is. Crazy. Uh, it's actually really crazy. Um. So yeah, Stardew Valley is the, the bomb diggity. It's it's quite the uh, quite the popular game at the moment. Yeah, among all of us. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, MCDM. So some of y'all know we love D and D stuff usually here as well. Not not just video games, but also the tabletop RPGs and stuff like that. So, um, MCDM owned run by Matt Coville and his crew over there have been working on a little project. Uh, to kind of test out some stuff for their their Patreon called uh, a new mag- a D and D magazine called Arcadia, which uh, came out was it last week last week or the week before last I can't remember exactly. Um, so if you're a patron like a five dollar patron I believe over on their Patreon, um, you get uh, the magazine you get Arcadia. I wasn't a Patreon because I'm dumb. And I just bought it off their store. It was only like $2 or more. So I was like, I want to check this out. Um, um, it has beautiful artwork on it, in it. Um, let me see if I can get a, 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 art, a picture of it, actually. All right. Uh, so you guys can see what I'm talking about. I'll go to their, I'll go to their shop. Because uh, I love shouting out new stuff, right? Particularly... D&D stuff. Um, so here it is. Let me get over here to, uh, to show it out to you to you guys. Check it out. It's, it's, here's the cover art for it. Beautiful, beautiful artwork. There's their logo right there for the magazine. It's not it's not super long, but um, as you can see, Matt Coville has a YouTube video called Welcome to Arcadia. I, I go check that out. He also has a Q&A with the creators. And it, it, it just has, a, they have like a four or five articles in it. Um, it has a short adventure. Uh, it has a new sorcerer subclass called the Titan Heart. That's pretty cool. I was looking at that. Um, I, a new kind of uh, rule for taming monsters and making like a mount. Uh, and they made they have like some six existing mount versions for creatures in there. For example, they have an owl bear as an example in there as a mount. Um, so for those of you like uh, uh, it has a cool little rule set in there. And Ukavio, Ukavio, uh, which are, they have two high, very high like in game uh, creatures that uh, were made by uh, Sadie Lowry over there uh, in that magazine. It's it's full of cool artwork, and I mean like really cool artwork, guys. Highly recommend checking out this magazine. 
Uh, go go buy a copy off the MCDM store or sub to their their Patreon, and and make more more of this happen because it's really fucking cool, really fucking dope, as Matt Coville would say. Um, I bought a copy, and I so I I recommend uh, giving them support over there. Uh, another thing that we watched this past week was we watched the Night Stalker Netflix series. Oh, yeah. Um. That's one thing that I forgot to add in there. I don't know why. Um, which was like, I believe it was four episodes. Four parts, um, yeah. Um, talking about the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, their, their investigation for him, to hunt him down and stuff. Um, really cool stuff if you're into true crime stuff. Um, mm-hmm. was, the documentary was really well done. Uh, it was, it was. Uh, the, the cops that worked on the case were very uh, cool. Yeah. Um, reg- a strong recommend. Um, Swotor, of course. Oh, uh, Path of Exile. So Path of Exi- Exile had a new league start, I believe, last Friday. Um, I obviously didn't play in it last Friday because I was dealing with the funeral stuff, but I did play a little bit after kind of that stuff had settled down. I've been playing off and on the past week. I haven't hit end game yet because I'm still leveling up, but I uh, I'll let you guys know more info as I play more Path of Exile. For now, it's just kind of like the same old stuff for me, because uh, that's how those new leaks are. And then the last thing I I threw on last night just for fun, it's on Netflix. I want to make sure I got the right name. I do. Um, it's a series on there. It's like a doc, another another like docu series called the uh, Spycraft. So Spycraft is like, uh, it seems to be like just, uh, uh, I don't know how many episodes this guy's got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight episodes of it, um, which is kind of like uh, they're talking about uh, spy stuff. So like um, assassinations that have happened in the past, um, sex espionage, you know, kind of like that James Bond spies using their sex appeal. Um, hmm. um um, covert communication, all this spy shit, shit that happens in the real world. They talk about AI and high tech, high tech surveillance, surveillance and stuff. Um, I threw it on and actually couldn't stop watching it. Um, so, uh, I watched all eight episodes last night and I'll probably watch them again. Cause I wasn't, I was like half asleep when I was watching it. Um, but they talk about the code breakers and shit from the cold war and all sorts of stuff. Um, if you like those Netflix originals, kind of documentary deals. Um, check it out. Highly recommend that. Cool. And that's kind of all I've been up to this past week. So if you don't have anything else, Daniel, I, we can I hit think, the, the I, news. I yeah. There's all always, right. I, I always find it funny that every week or every time we do the show, there's always something I forget. Mm-hmm. Like, like right, like today it was the night soccer thing that I was like, oh shit, yeah, I, I did, that, that, yeah. But anyway, hey, it happens. Uh, yeah, it's just funny how it happens every time. I'm like, damn, <laughs> son of a bitch. Well, we do a lot throughout the weeks, man. It's hard to remember all our shit. Uh, but yeah, we're very important with... people. <laughs> let's, let's get started on the news. Hit so, it. So first of all, uh, pretty pretty big news. A uh, couple couple, well, let's just say like sometime last week. Uh, almost two weeks ago at this point, but Lucasfilm Games begins a new era. Oh yeah. Uh, 
So. Oh, they have a little sizzle reel. Yeah, StarWars.com revealed Lucasfilm Games will now be the official identity for all gaming titles from Lucasfilm, a name that encompasses the company's rich catalog of video games and its eye toward the future. Um, So they, they, they have like new social media channels at Lucasfilm Games on Twitter and at Lucasfilm Games on Facebook. Um, so we're going to be keeping an eye on this for the future of, of, uh, you know, Star Wars gaming now, because, uh, in addition to announcing this, uh, which, you know, we can see all the, all the games that have been out within the past, I would say these, the, the games that they're showing in the scissor reel are like the EA era games, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously we have the new, the new Lego Star Wars game coming out here this year. You got Fallen Order. These are all like the more recent games um, that we're seeing in the sizzle reel here. But uh, it it's interesting. What I find interesting out of all this is that instead of remember LucasArts, they're, they're not going with LucasArts anymore because that, that used to be the the video game, you know, their video gaming, uh, you know, division. Mm-hmm. And now they're going with uh, Lucasfilm, just Lucasfilm games, but uh, but yeah, they're, they're all the games in this reel are like more of the recent Star Wars stuff in gaming. Like I would say, I don't know, within the past five years, all this stuff that they're showing in this is real has has been out. Gotcha. Um, obviously they show stuff like Jedi Academy. But remember that they like they've re-released Jedi Academy on like the Switch and whatnot. So, um, but yeah. So the interesting thing about this is that we in the in our next piece of news here is that uh, an open world Star Wars game is in development at Ubisoft. So, with this new Lucasfilm Games thing, the partnership slash deal contract with EA is no longer a thing which thank fuck dude mm-hmm. they still have like two years left in their contract I believe with that deal but obviously we probably won't be seeing this open world game for a, several years anyway you know what I mean uh, mm-hmm. so by the time we'll probably see this game by the time that deal's over um, so I'm not too, uh, you know, pressed about like, you know, when release dates or anything. Cause I mean, these, the, the EA deal is still happening. Obviously there's, there's been a lot of people being like, Oh, are we still going to get a Jedi Fallen Order too? I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't we? All, all this means is that EA is not the only exclusive, you know, they won't be the only exclusive, you know, makers of games creating star wars games anymore it's what we've wanted for a long time we don't want exclusive with just this one fucking thing because you stifle all creativity for something like that right like it's all just coming through ea man what if somebody what if a small indie studio wants to make a cool has some great idea somewhere right for a cool star wars game man they couldn't do it because ea would have the rights to the license so i'm all for let it free let it all hang out let people yeah, make star wars games that's that's what i've always wanted which again like not to shit on ea or anything because i like some i like the stuff that they've 
that they've done. Their recent know, stuff has been better. Yeah. I enjoyed Squadrons for what it was. I like Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I still play the Old Republic, as we mentioned. So, you know, it's not like, oh, yay, bad, and everything else good. Because, you know, I've, I have enjoyed the stuff that they've done. And, I mean, I still play Battlefront 2 from time to time as well. Um, Same. But, uh, but yeah, it's just this is, this is just great because now we can have anyone who – or we should have anyone who wants to make a game allowed the opportunity to make it. You know what I mean? So this is this bodes very well. It's very exciting, but uh, this is going to be the start of a long-term collaboration between Ubisoft and Disney. Uh, so what we have about this is that uh, let's see, uh, Ubisoft Massive is going to be developing the game. So the people behind the division. Uh, no other gameplay details have been announced. Uh, they're a- they're actively recruiting for the project. Uh, they're using the Snowdrop engine used for the Division games. Uh, and Division 2 director Julian uh, Garrity will direct this project too. Uh, no indication if it's going to be a single player or multiplayer game or what timeline in the, in the universe it's going to be or anything. But, uh, <clears throat> but Ubisoft CEO uh, E. Yves Guillemot uh, gave a small tease to Wired saying the game will be an original Star Wars adventure that is different from anything that has been done before. Uh, Lucasfilm also told Wired that all Star Wars games will be continued to be treated as canon. Yeah, I mean, we already re- I mean, we know that already. But So, yeah, uh, I just I, I, I just think it's funny how every time they announce something, it's like, oh, this is going to be something we've never seen before, you know? Which, I mean, like, what else are they going to say? I get that, but, like, I don't know. I just think it's funny how, oh, this is, we've never seen this before. This is going to be something totally different. But, I, but I'm, I'm like, I'm glad for this. Because, I mean, let's be real. I've wanted an open-world Star Wars game for as long as I can remember. Yeah. The fact that we still don't have one and that, like, they're, they're just now getting on it is kind of like, wow. Like, what the hell, guys? But, but I'm glad we're finally gonna be getting one. I hope it's good. Uh, I've played a little bit of the Division, the first one, and I played a lot more of the Division Two, and it was fun for what it was. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Uh, I, I kind of hope that it's a single player and multiplayer kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. But we'll see. Um, I know there's like a lot of rumors too that this we're gonna get more announcements throughout the year of more Star Wars games. There's rumors, and take this for a grain of salt, of a possible Kotor remake happening, of a of a possible Kotor three happening. There's rumors, just very yeah. grain of salt rumors, I mean, but I'm, it's I'm, possible. I'm about it, dude. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, we'll see. But I think this is good. This is good stuff. I'm excited to see what comes out of there. Um, and I hope it's great. It'll be a couple of years, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, I'm excited for the future of Star Wars games now that it's not just in EA's hands, but hopefully hopefully more people than just Ubisoft as well. Like, uh, Oh, I mean, um, of course, yeah. It's, it's gotta be, like, you know, like, I, I know we, always talk, we talk about all the time of, like, what, what are some of the Star Wars games we'd like to see? Like, I know... Like I know, I know you. You, uh, shit. I I would like to see it like an XCOM Star Wars type game too. You know. Yeah. 
give me a, a give me fuck give me a modern art star wars rts man like as much as i love empire at war and galactic battlegrounds like you know i want i want i would like to see what a new modern rts star wars hell son go to go to obsidian that made kotor 2 go to in exile that just made wasteland uh uh three um you know go to those guys let them make some star wars games if they want to and have time to like yeah, just there's so many there's so there was a time where i'd be like give it a cd project red now i'm like no don't do that but you know i mean you could but probably not right at this moment <laughs> but you know what i mean like um give me a yeah give me a star wars XCOM for sure like that definitely that's yeah. definitely one i want yeah there's there's a lot of awesome star wars game ideas out there i, I mean shit i just the thought of like what I would also like to see this is something that I've thought about from time to time. Like I know you haven't played any of the Lego star Wars games, but the, the Lego star Wars games basically are like, here are the movies you can play through the move. You can play through them. And Lego obviously does like their own twist on them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would kind of like to see something like that, but you, you, you wait, you played the revenge of the Sith game, right? Yeah, three game. So I, I would did. like to see, I would like to see something like that, but like updated, and like give me all like let me play through all the movies. You know, you know, I don't know. There's just something about like getting able to like these these are movies we've seen like countless times, right? But like, just I have like an idea in my head of like a game that is kind of like a mix of like several different star wars games combined but the kind of general idea is like you're playing through all the movies and this would include like you know solo and rogue one and you know all you know all all the movies and all that stuff like you play through the movies you get to play as like hero characters you play through the you play through missions of the movie and just kind of like you know take your own like little spin on 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 it kind of like the way lego star wars does it but like you combine a couple of different things in there and obviously you don't like you, you kind of want to make it look like not lego star wars like you want to make it look like you know more of a realistic take on things and then, I, 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 it's just something that i've had in my head for like a long time like i would i, I would love to just like play, play like play through these movies like obviously we've seen them you know like for me an ungodly amount of times but i just there would, there would just be something about playing through them that would be that that i always like i always enjoyed like those old games like 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 the episode three game where like obviously you know you get to play through play through the movie you know like movie games are not always great obviously like they're 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 pretty like notoriously bad you know movie games mm. but <laughs> But I don't know, like you, you have the material there already. You just kind of have to. I don't. know. There's an idea in my head for that, and 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 the idea for me is 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 pretty cool. It might not sound appealing to everybody, but the way that I kind of have the have it in my head is 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 pretty dope. It, it'd be kind of like Lego Star Wars mixed with like Battlefront, mixed with like Jedi Academy. Like there's 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 several there's a lot of stuff mixed together that would make it pretty cool. Like anyway, but yeah. The whole the whole point of this is the possibilities for Star Wars games now that you know EA won't be the exclusive you know contract dealer like I, like shit I, I even 
I would love if they just made a Kotor remake. Like I, I've played through that game many times. I'd play through it again. Many times again. Yeah, yes, yeah, forever. Absolutely. I'll stream the <laughs> hell out of that, dude. Kidding me? Mm-hmm. But yeah, Fuck. just give us give I'm, us new exciting. I'm really Star excited, Wars games, man. I'm really excited for the rest of the year in terms of, of games because I really do think we're going to see more announcements for things coming because it'd be crazy not to. Like, we got to be getting some sort of Mandalorian bounty hunter game. That's got to be happening. That's that They'd be crazy not to do that. Um, you said Jedi Academy and made me want to play Jedi Academy again, so give me one of those. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, playing through Jedi Fallen Order was cool, but like... Man, I just the, the the lack of like uh uh what is it uh like dismemberment and stuff like it just it kind of like I don't know it kind of throws me off a little bit like it's it's kind of a little bit like it kind of get like it's just weird like you can oh here let me chop up a, a fucking spider but like a stormtrooper is just fine you know like you nothing it's kind of like it's well, against humans the lightsaber is like a baseball bat but against Creatures, oh yeah, you can slice and dice them, all right. It's just weird. It kind of like throws me out of it for a bit sometimes. But yeah, uh, moving on from that because we spent a, a good little, <laughs> good little conversation on that. Uh... Yeah. In addition to Lucasfilm Games having more. Uh, making more star wars stuff there also there's also a new indiana jones game on the way from bethesda and the wolfenstein team uh bethesda threw out a teaser a little short teaser up on twitter uh it's basically just like a little 30 second thing with the music and you know you could you, you see like a bunch of like books and like uh Cup of co- a cup of coffee and you know you got like a typewriter and then you know they, there's like little stuff on them like the camera has like Lucasfilm games on it and like there's Bethesda on the book and you know so on and so forth but ultimately you know you see that you see the hat and the whip and you know they pick it up and yeah it's basically just an announcement uh the Indiana Jones game is being made by Machine Games and executive produced by Todd Howard. Uh, there is no launch date or window or platforms. Uh, another thing to note is that Lucasfilm is going to be celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Raiders of the Lost Ark's premiere. Uh And they also said that it will feature an original story and isn't an adaptation of an earlier one. Cool. I'm excited yeah. for this. Yeah, me too. I love Indiana Jones. So I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, uh well, you. it's it's Lucasfilm, it's Bethesda, it's Wolfenstein. I will say it's the team that did the new blood. Um, that Wolfenstein game. Uh, which had some issues with it. But, I mean, it's Indiana Jones. If they fuck this up, they're dumb. Like, how do you fuck up Indiana mm-hmm. Jones? Like, really? Um, I don't yeah. think Lucasfilm Games will let them fuck it up, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I, ho- I hope not. They, they, 
the the track record seems to be pretty good lately with the past couple games we've gotten from from Star Wars and whatnot. So, so uh, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, yeah. I'm actually surprised that they hadn't done one earlier. To be honest, like, uh, it's like they I'm, gave. I'm, I'm trying to think of like when was the last time there was an Indiana Jones game. Honestly, it seemed like a few years ago that it was like, because like, Disney and and Lucasfilm were like, we're we're not gonna deal with games right now, so they just gave it to EA for like however many years, right? Yeah, this is but like, now like like almost ten years ago, yeah, they were like, all right, we're not gonna be dealing with this anymore, so. Which which always led me to believe, hey, we're not we're not interested in games right now. However, this seems to have changed. Oh, um, it has for sure. Uh, because now we're getting what Indiana Jones, we're getting a lot of more Star Wars games coming down. Like it's like somebody told them, "Pick the fuck up and smell the coffee." You know how much money you're going to miss out on? You're just throwing a DEA man. Look at all the you're, you're stifling creativity. You got Indiana Jones over here. What are you doing, man? Wake up! So somebody somebody woke those people up, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, we're fucking, what are we doing? Look at the past, man." We can make all these cool games now. Indiana Jones. More Star Wars. I'm I'm about it. We're gonna we're gonna probably see some High Republic games. I would yeah, imagine. I mean that yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I mean, you it's funny because like you know, everybody's talking about like oh Kotor remake, and as much as I would love that, what if they did like a Knights of the High Republic instead of a Knights of the Old Republic? I'm about it. Hell, that might be what we do in our Star Wars tabletop game. Who knows? You know? Like, you know, Knights of the High Republic sounds pretty dope to me. I'm in. Yeah, right? It's a it's a I, place we it. haven't seen before, really. Yeah, I'd be about it, dude. I, I'd be, I'd be, I'm, I'm all for it. For sure. Uh, so, definitely. Let's uh, hope for the best, because we, we got some stuff cooking and, and, and coming in the, uh, in the future, so. It's, uh, it's exciting. Um. Anyway, moving on from the LucasArts game news, Phasmophobia's ghosts have gotten better at hearing. Uh, they added a small update to the game where the ghosts will now listen to player voices while hunting, and uh, they'll search locations where players have been speaking. So, yeah, you gotta... it's funny. We always thought they already did that. <laughs> well, Apparently, they what... didn't. Yeah, maybe that's what they're like. Oh, well, we're we're finally gonna add this because you guys thought it was in the game anyway. <laughs> uh, I just thought that was funny. And then also like, uh, they'll like open the door. So like, if you're hiding somewhere where the door is, you kind of have to like hold the door like shut so they won't like you know open it while you're in there. Um, but yeah, I've tried it out since and I haven't experienced that yet, if that makes sense. But I also haven't played a whole lot of it since the new update. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm just looking for the, I'm looking for them to add like more maps and stuff to, for me to like, sh like get back into it for real, you know, because like we, we, I remember when this game first came out, we played quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean it's just been, been 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 a bit, you know. 
Yeah, I just, I'm kind of like, I'm just waiting for a few updates, you know, and let it get a little further along. Then I'll come back to it. That's how I do a lot of um, uh, games that are in early access. Like, I pl I'll play the shit out of it, especially the co-op stuff, because we always play that shit together. Um, and But then we'll take a break for a while, let some patches come along. Same thing we do with, like, Seven Days to Die uh, or, yeah. or stuff like that. You know, when, when big patches hit, we'll go back and play another 40 hours of it, even more than that sometimes. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, so next up, we have uh, some Ghost of Tsushima uh, feel-good news. Is that... Uh, yeah, I think I put this in here. Did I put this yeah, in here? Yeah, you did. Well, here, allow me to right. take over for this one then. So, Ghost of Tsushima fans helped crowdfund repairs to uh, a typhoon-hit island. So, I'm just going to read the article here pretty quick. Um, it's a pretty short article. So, a crowdfunding campaign raised... Uh, a, uh, sorry, a crowdfunding campaign for repairs to the real-life island of Tsushima has concluded with more than 27 million yen... 102, uh, 192,000, um, pounds, I guess that is, um, uh, has been raised thanks in part to donations from fans of Ghost of Tsushima. The project will ensure the reconstruction of the Tori Gate at Tsushima's, uh, Watasumi Shrine, which was destroyed by a typhoon in September of last year. The structure currently lies in pieces half submerged in water. Crowdfunding began in November uh, via Campfire, a Japanese alternative to Kickstarter. Uh, and quickly the cause was noticed and picked up by Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima fans who have been thanked by the project's founders. Uh, now the restoration of the Tori Gate has, will be uh, ensured along with a fresh stone monument nearby which will list the names of anyone who donated, who donated more than 10,000 yen. Uh, the shrine is scheduled to be finished by this August if all goes well. Uh, last November, PlayStation announced that Ghost of Tsushima had hit five million in sales, making it the fastest-selling first-party original PS4 title. No doubt, we'll be seeing more of this world in the future. So, this was just a little bit of uh, feel-good news I threw in here because we need some feel-good news from time to time. Um, and I thought it was really cool that fans—I uh, actually didn't even know about this till it was already over—but uh, it was really great that fans helped crowdfund repairs to to something they fell in love with through a video game. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I threw it in the game of news because it is related to our games. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, we love Ghost of Tsushima. And uh, that's really cool that, like, people felt the need to, uh, you know, contribute to this and, and, and help restore the uh, the shrine. So that's, that's awesome, man. That's, that's It's really cool when... when gamers can come together and and do some awesome shit like that so shout out to hell them. yeah uh, uh did i on. did i put this next one in or did you do this i can't remember uh i don't know i think this might be one of mine all right go for it um let me read it so gotham knights that co-op game i said in gotham with the gotham knights has entirely re uh, redesigned combat from the Arkham games. Um, 
So Gotham Knights, I'm going to read just a little bit of this article here. It's on Games Radar. Gotham Knights is stepping out from the shadows of the Arkham series with a totally revised co-op friendly approach to brawling. The upcoming project from WB Games Montreal, the developers of Batman Arkham Origins, takes place in its own fictional universe that's separate from the Arkham series, um, which original Arkham developer Rock City is continuing with the Suicide, with Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. In a new interview from our latest big in 2021 spotlight, the developers of Gotham Knights told us about how and why they're stepping away from the Arkham's often imitated combat system. Quoting, We have entirely redesigned the combat system in order for it to work well in co-op because part of the experience is really exciting for us. Executive producer Flower Marty told us, Of course, we're still a brawler and some of the mechanics won't feel totally alien for people who played and enjoyed the Arkham series, but it is in many ways very different. Designing a combat system from scratch has its challenges indeed, but it's been very, a very stimulating one, and we're very proud of the result. While Arkham Knight prominently featured tag team fights that brought in multiple people, members of the Bat family, it was focused solely on being a single-player adventure game. You can tackle Gotham Knights solo as well as if you prefer, but if you, you may as well have even more fun if you create your own dynamic duo. The two-player dynamic fits the fantasy and the Gotham City setting. Um, the duo or team up is such a central feature of the universe that there's a literal, literal shorthand for it in the comics and animation in the films and TV versions. And Gotham is a city of all alleyways and rooftops, so the footprint of gameplay needs to be compatible with that. So just a, just a few little tidbits on that Gotham Knights game that we saw a while back. Not a whole lot there, but I did throw it in here. I think it was me that threw it in here. Uh, just so we could read it over. So that's the Gotham Knights part. Daniel, if you want to take back over, I believe the rest of this is yours. I'm, just to add on, just to speak on the Gotham Knights, I, I'm looking yes. forward to that game. I know it's coming out this year at some point. Uh, me too. I, I, I love DC, so I the, the, the chance to play as a Nightwing... Batgirl, Robin, and the uh, Red Hood is gonna be awesome. Like that's that's a hell yeah, problem. and we get to do it with co-op, man. Yeah, that's co-op. a solid, that's, that's that's so solid cool. four uh, four four squad team right there. So I'm I'm all about it. I do like that they're changing the combat up from the Arkham stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. And and the reasons that they gave are pretty cool. So I'm I'm yeah, just looking forward to it. I, I aside from this, we haven't really heard anything about the game a whole lot recently, but. That's probably just good news. They're probably just, you know, working on the game and doing what they need to do. So I am excited for this one. Cannot wait to play it when I get the chance to. So definitely, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Next up, uh, that Harry Potter game, Hogwarts Legacy, has been delayed to 2022. So it's been delayed for a year. Uh, they put out a, a tweet uh, with, with an image saying, uh, and I quote, we would like to thank fans from around the world on the tremendous reaction to the announcement of Hogwarts Legacy from our Port Key Games label. Creating the best possible experience for all of the Wizarding World and gaming fans is paramount to us. So we are giving the game the time it needs. Hogwarts Legacy will be released in 2022. And uh, guess what the first comment is? Uh, with, without knowing, guess guess what it is? Um, in the tweet, this is good. Is it? Is it? Is it a swipe at Cyberpunk? 
Great, we do not want another Cyberpunk 2077. Take all the time you need. <laughs> like, damn. It's true. It's true. I mean, we've like, said repeatedly, let the games cook to completion. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, like, you would think that people would learn by now, but I just, I don't know, man. They just love, like, rushing games out, man, when they're not ready for some reason. You know, because cause the. Yeah. Cause because the corpos need need their, uh, you know, their bottom line need to need to satisfy their greed. They're they're not chums at all, man. No, they're um, they're the opposite of chums. They're gonks, bro. They're fucking gonks. Um, I'm not a big Harry Potter guy, like at all, really. I'm I'm not either. But, like it's it's. But it's I thought fine. the game looked neat. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's like if if it looks good enough, I'll I'll give it a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. I think I also think this delay probably it's not a bad thing to kind of get away from <laughs> a little put a little distance between the game and J.K. Rowling and some of her comments. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. Uh, what else we have here? So, speaking of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, here we have a. Uh, roadmap and uh, dlc and i believe you put this in here so if you want to speak i on. did put this in here so this was uh cyberpunk 27's first major update coming in the next 10 days it's already out this article is a little bit dated at this point but a few weeks ago um they had put out a a little like a roadmap uh, of what they wanted to do it has a nice little uh uh, uh kind of planning out their um schedule on what they want to do things um but let's see here following the disastrous launch of cyberpunk 2077 cd project Red says it will release the first update which is now out um uh uh and it's gonna have to kind of lay, lay the groundwork for an, a big more significant patch in the weeks after this patch in the video release the co-founder mark in uh in in Witsky? Issued a mea culpa to players, adding that he and the board members are the final decision makers for the game's quality release. Please do not fault any of the team members for what happened. So it was kind of like a little bit of an apology video. Um, Cyberpunk launched on December 10th with immediate problems, while the game's PC release was mostly praised by critics. Console players, particularly those playing on the older generations, ran into widespread bugs, frame rate issues, and more. Um... That's talking about some of the the, 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 the the controversy stuff, which we all know by this point. I don't want to have to really say it again. Um, but there is a, a a roadmap out there for more updates in the future. I know they do this patch, they do another patch, and then another patch, and then like maybe toward the end of this year, you'll get the cyberpunk that was promised. <laughs> uh, for console players and everything working without crashing and such. Um, uh, but yeah, that's a little bit old news now. I mean, yeah, hopefully yeah. they'll just continue to keep improving the game over time. Uh, hopefully they hopefully they can stick to that uh, roadmap and you know just continue to improve it. Yeah, we just don't want them to like abandon it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like we did this, we did these few patches and then we're gone. Like, no, that's not cool. Do what was kind of promised and stuff like that. They already made their money back, so fucking man. 
Uh, what's next, Daniel? What you got? Final thing we have here for gaming news is that new Pokemon Snap arrives on April 30th. And there's a little uh, minute and a half. Oh, there's a little, there's a little video. Uh, yeah, a little, little, little video here. So I forget it. Did you, did you ever play the original Pokemon Snap on the 64? I did. I did. It's been a long time. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a long time since I've played it as well. But uh, I always enjoyed that one. And, I, and this one, I kind of like, I don't know, like, I'm not as huge into Pokemon as I used to be nowadays, but I still like yeah. enjoy Pokemon. Like Gen One and all that early stuff is what I'm all about. So like, part of me like wants to get this for nostalgia reasons, but <laughs> I don't know, man. There's gonna be Pokemon out there that I'm like, I don't know what that is. But picture, uh, it looks pretty cool though. Like, there's look at that toucan looking thing, and then there's <laughs> uh, you know. I don't know. It, it just looks pretty neat. Like I'm, I'm not like super into like the some of the other Pokemon games as much anymore. But something like this, I feel like would be more, more my, uh, more more what I would enjoy. Yeah, it's a nice chill game where you know, you just take pictures of Pokemans, dude. It'd be be great. And uh, yeah, it looks good. They 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 uh, like I said, they finally gave it a release date, April thirtieth. So that'll be out in like three months. Uh, and yeah, it looks it looks like a nice, chill, relaxing game. Which sometimes that's you know sometimes you just need so a cool, need, chill, man. relaxing game, man. Yeah, yeah. From all the cool, epic, you know, action, adventure, FPS, shoot 'em up, crazy shits that we have. You know, it's nice to play a a, a nice little little smaller chill game like this you know so i'll probably end up getting that at some point i don't know when but yeah it, it'll, it'll be it'll, it'll be nice it'll be nice to play that but uh yeah that's all we got here for uh for the gaming news uh so we can probably move on to tv if there's nothing nothing left put the gaming news in a body bag our first piece of news here for the TV stuff is that uh, the Umbrella Academy Season 3 unveil, unveiled its cast for the uh, Sparrow Academy, uh, which apparently also includes a telekinetic cube. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting a few people. Uh, Justin Cornwell is is playing Marcus, aka Sparrow Number One. Uh, we're Justin a Justin H Min, who uh, who is Ben, you know from the from the Umbrella Academy, uh, and he he is going to be uh, Sparrow Number Two. And then we have uh, Brittany Oldford, who will be playing Faye, aka Sparrow Number Three. Uh, Jake Epstein. Or Epstein, who will be playing uh, Alfonso, Sparrow number four. Uh, Genesis Rodriguez, who will be playing Sloan, Sparrow number five. Kazi David uh, will be Jamie, Sparrow number six. And then here's here's where the cube com part comes in. Existential dread inducing Cychronium Cube will play Christopher, uh, Sparrow number seven. So I don't know what the <laughs> hell that's supposed to mean. But uh, yeah, there's your seven uh, Sparrow Academy cast members. There's a picture in the link there that, that you know, shows you all the, the Sparrow Academy. 
Uh, but yeah, they're coming in uh, season three. So I- I'm very curious to see what this is about. I don't, I haven't read the comics or anything for Umbrella Academy. I only Me watched neither. the show. And the way that they left off season two, for those of you who have seen it, is going to be uh, very intriguing to see what they do for season three. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this whenever this is coming out. Um, but yeah, that'll that'll be fun. Yeah, I like it, but I'm not crazy over it. But I'm definitely looking forward to the, to the next season because they leave off on a pretty big cliffhanger. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, the Cobra Kai thing I put on here mm-hmm. um, just that the season 3 soundtrack is uh, out now on Spotify and elsewhere so if you like Cobra Kai and want to listen to the soundtrack it's on Spotify and elsewhere now Woo. go listen to that Miyagi metal oh it's so good <laughs> uh, alright moving on Ethan Hawke joins the Moon Knight Disney Plus series uh, apparently, he is gonna be playing the show's lead villain. Uh, that's what the uh, the uh, the de- the I mean, the exact details are under wraps, but obviously, it's being reported here that he will be playing the lead villain in the show, and we know that Oscar Isaac is gonna be Moon Knight himself. So we'll be seeing Oscar Isaac go up against Ethan Hawke, and that's that's kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty neat i'm looking i'm looking forward to moon knight a lot i like the character of moon knight quite a bit he's basically like marvel's batman but there's a bit to him more to him than that but that's kind of like the gist of it uh or not the gist of it but that's like the basic description is what i meant to say but uh yeah I'm, i'm looking forward to uh to the show quite a bit so and again, I always say this, but anytime you add talent to your to your production, that's a good thing. So yeah. Very very, very cool. Uh there is a Dungeons and Dragons series adaptation. Uh La being, being worked on by the writer of John Wick. Derek Kolstad, writer for the John Wick franchise, will write and develop a series pitch based around the popular game Dungeons and Dragons. Uh Kolstad is also writing for Marvel's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. Um, there, there. This is interesting to me because they're also working on a on a Dungeons and Dragons movie. So yeah. this, this we're talking about them working on a show right now, but they've also like have wanted to have a movie. That's starring Chris Chris Pine, uh, which is set for release next year. Uh, the movie has spent years and years in early creative stages, because in 2016 it was reported that Ansel Elgort was going to be the lead, but you know, all that's you know it's been years since then, and now it's going to be directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. Uh, but. Hasbro's E1 is pushing for the series that would build upon the stories and fantasy world of the multiplayer game. Uh, it's it's uh, there's no details on what they're wanting to do with this particular series, but uh, yeah, what do you think, Josh, about them working on not only a D and D movie that's supposed to be coming out next year, 
but now they're getting the John Wick and Falcon Winter Soldier writer to work on a show. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I'm just uh, I was just sitting here thinking like you could really, you could Jumanji this right? You could have like all the kids playing D and D, and then they get sucked into like the the fucking board, right? Like you could do that. Yeah, uh, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be one way to do it. Yeah, uh, that's like that's probably how I would do it. Um, but you know, I don't know. I I mean, I'm excited. I think it's cool. I think it's exciting. But the whole the whole thing with D and D is you can tell any story you want, any way you want, pretty much. So, um, it's all up to the players and the dungeon master. So, it's exciting. M- multiple D and D projects in the works. We'll see what they do with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, D and D video games in the works too, like Baldur's Gate three and stuff. So. All right. Yeah. 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 All this is uh, coming out there. All I all I gotta say is they better show. Uh, uh, they need to throw a cameo in there for uh, Joe Man Manganiello, Magnilio Manganiello. Yeah, Manganiello. Yeah. I mean, they probably. I mean, shit. They'll get him in there somewhere. He's probably gonna be involved in the movie or something. You know, when that comes. Bro, I throw him in there. Fucking put him in there. Some jacked badass. He loves that D and D shit, man. He sure does. Sure does. Uh, I guess we can move on to the next topic. Uh, Amazon has set the the release date for Robert Kirkman's Invincible, which we've talked about Invincible here uh, several times on the podcast. Invincible yeah. is that uh, new hour long animated series uh, that has a pretty solid cast, including uh, Sandra O, oh, Seth Rogen, Jillian Jacobs. Zazie Beats, Mark Hamill, and Walton Goggins. Um, oh, and of course, J.K. Simmons as Omni-Man. But uh, it will premiere the first three episodes on March 26th. And then with each, every week after that, uh, and including April 30th, there will be a new episode. Uh but yeah, I definitely want to check this out. I don't know a whole lot about the comic series, um, but uh, it's Robert Kirkman's second longest running comic book series uh, after The Walking Dead, of course. Uh, that in- It concluded its 15-year run in February of 2018. Um, but yeah, I-, I don't know a whole lot about this. This is just going to be one of those things where like, it's a superhero-type related thing, and the cast is fucking solid as hell with all those names that I named off, which mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't even mention that the main character uh, is going to be voiced by Steven Yun, which is pretty cool. Uh, another name to the list of names. Uh, but yeah, this, this is, this is rad, dude. Amazon has done the whole, like, we're going to drop the first three episodes here. And then every week, one after that, they did that with the boys. If you remember as well. Um, so that seems to be kind of their method of doing things. Here's the first three, and then we'll do you know one a week after that. Disney Plus kind of did that with uh, WandaVision uh, as well. They dropped the first two, and then they've been doing one a week since then. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 interested. I'm intrigued by the show, so I'll definitely be giving it a shot, be checking it out. Um, yeah. Again, I like the cast, and we'll see. We'll see what what comes of it. Uh, but we have a release date now, so March twenty sixth, first three episodes. Hell yeah! 
the Game of Thrones prequel, Tales of Dunk and Egg, is in early development at HBO. Uh, the series adaptation of Tales of Dunk and Egg, a prequel to the events of Game of Thrones, is in early development at HBO. Uh, the hour, the one-hour show would be focused, will be based on a series of fantasy novellas by George R. R. Martin, which followed the adventures of Sir Duncan the Tall, aka Dunk, and the young Aegon Targaryen, aka Egg, ninety years prior to the events of A Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, no writer or talent is currently attached to the project, but sources say it is a high priority for HBO uh, as they look to build upon the success of Game of Thrones. Uh, but should the project make it to a full production series, it would be the second prequel to make it to screen because they're currently working on the House of Dragon, as we know which is slated to debut in 2022. And that show, for those who don't remember, will be the build-up to the Targaryen Civil War in Westeros known as the Dance of Dragons. So, yeah, there we go. They're, uh, they're working on all the prequels for Game of Thrones. It's hard for me to get excited about Game of Thrones stuff. Like, I know those other dudes aren't attached to it or anything. Mm-hmm. But man, that last season left is such a terrible taste. It really it's did. Just like, it, did uh, it did for me as well, but you know. Maybe this will be good. I hope they are. I hope they're not terrible. I hope so. I mean... I want more good shit. I don't want bad shit. I want good shit. I think for me, like, I probably won't get, like, super excited for any of this until I see, like, a trailer. Like, until until we see a trailer for, like, the, the uh, House of Dragon... Yeah. I'll probably get a little bit more amped about it. But yeah, for right now, I'm kind of like you. I'm just like, that That last season of Game of Thrones was just... Ugh, man. I, I, I know we talked about it on this podcast after it... Uh... Oh, we shit all over it. <laughs> yeah, it was... Ugh, man. Uh, anyway. It would doo-doo. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I can only hope that these the other stuff they have planned is gonna be better. Again, those two dudes who were in charge of uh, of the the actual the Game of Thrones uh, series are not involved. So yeah, it's just a matter of time. We'll have to end up the uh, end up end up seeing what happens with that. Anyway, I think that's it with the TV news. So we can move on to movie news. Put it in a body bag. <laughs> First piece of all right. Well, let's just go ahead. First piece of movie news we have is that Kevin Feige confirms that Deadpool three is an MCU movie and teases R rating. Uh. So. Uh. They were ta- they were speaking with Kevin Feige. Uh, in anticipation of the uh, of Wanda's, WandaVision coming out. And uh, during that conversation, Kevin Feige gave an update on Deadpool 3. Uh, like when uh, when it'll, he revealed when it will begin filming and, uh, and that the sequel will be a part of the MCU. So let me go ahead and quote. Uh, let me read his quote, I should say. Um... So this is what he said. 
It will be rated R, and we are working. Ho- we are working on a script right now, and Ryan's overseeing a script right now. It will not be filming this year. Ryan is a very busy, very successful actor. We've got a number of things we've already announced that we now have to make, but it's exciting for it to have begun. Again, a very different type of character in the MCU, and Ryan is a force of nature, which is just awesome to see him bring bring that character to life. So, it won't begin filming until at the very least next year. So until at least 2022. And we've said in the past that they they have a team of sisters working hard to getting a script together with Ryan Reynolds. Um the MCU has a lot going for it right now. They have a lot they have a lot of stuff going on. They have Thor 4, Spider-Man 3, Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, Captain Marvel 2. So it makes sense that Deadpool 3 probably won't be uh, starting up anything until next year. Uh, so at the very least, it probably won't be in theaters until 2023. At the very least. But you never know. I probably we, we Who knows where, they, where we could see Deadpool again. Now that he's going to be a part of the MCU, they could put him in probably just about anything. Like, how crazy would it be if they just, like, throw in Deadpool and, like, WandaVision or some shit? Or, like, Doctor Strange 2, you know, because they're going to be going into the multiverse of madness or whatever. Like, he could probably fit in there somewhere. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, threw him in somewhere else. I want to see that first meeting of him meeting Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Like, that's going to be... That's going to be hilarious. (laughs) That's going to be hilarious, dude. Because Deadpool and Spider-Man always have a great back and forth. So that'll be exciting. Uh, Painful. Yeah. This next piece here should have been in the TV news. I don't know why it's here, but anyway, that's probably a, a mishap on my behalf. But anyway, John M. Chu announces that he is exiting from the Disney Plus Willow reboot uh, as series director. Uh, it was announced in October 2020 that he would be directing and that Warwick Davis would reprise his role as Willow Ufgood uh, in the Willow uh, series. Um, but uh, he, he had to share some news on Twitter that he would be leaving. Uh, it uh, The production schedule moving to due to the lockdowns in the UK, and he, and he has a new baby on board coming in the summer. And just the timing is not just won't be working out for him and 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 his family, so he had to, uh, uh, you know, back out from being the director of of the series. So that's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes things just don't work out, you know, for whatever for one reason or another, and you know, it's it's unfortunate, but you know, what can you do? Uh, here we have some. We're going to be talking about some uh, delays and one movie that was pushed ahead among the many delays. So let's talk about some delays real quick, and then we'll talk about the one movie that got pushed up. So our first delay is Morbius with Jared Leto has has delayed its release date. Uh, The movie, which was going to be... well, it's been delayed a number of times now, as most movies have been during the whole pandemic. Uh, it was scheduled to release on March 19th, but it's now coming out on 
October 8th. Um, uh, yeah, so that's that's another one that's been uh, pushed back. Uh, another one that's been pushed back is The King's Man. Uh, you know, March, March or 12th. Uh, I don't know if... Actually, hold on. That one was supposed to be, I think, coming out on March 12th. And now it's coming out on August 20th. Mm. So there's... There's there's still moving movies around, man. It's 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 pretty nuts. Uh and there there's also like mention of like Disney hasn't said anything about Black Widow, but like there's maybe a possibility that that one gets moved as well. I kind of hope not, because I mean I want I want to see some I want to see these movies eventually, man. Like if they keep getting pushed back, when the fuck are we gonna see them? But like I mean, they they just they just need to do what fucking HBO Max is doing, man. Just throw them up on HBO Max and or throw them up on Disney Plus, and you know, then throw put them in theaters as well if you want to, you know. But I mean, people shouldn't be going to theaters right now, anyways. But you know what I mean? Yeah. At least have the option, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, Morbius pushed back, King's Man pushed back. Uh, what else we have here? Uh, the a quiet place too also haven't has a new release date. Um, it's been delayed for the third time now this movie, and it will now open in theaters on September seventeenth. Quiet place two was originally supposed to release last March, so March twenty twenty. Uh, and those plans were uh, uh abandoned, and it was moved to April twenty third of this year. Uh, but then that that release date is still looking uh, uh, unlikely, so they've pushed it back yet again to September seventeenth. So yet another movie that has been moved backwards. Um, no time to die, another one that's been pushed back quite a few times already. It will now. It was supposed to be releasing on April second. Uh, but now it's being pushed to October 8th. So a lot of these movies are getting pushed to, or from like early this year to like fall. Uh, which It's know, kind of funny. We, ta- we talked about this a few podcasts ago. Where we, we talked about delays and we talked about Dune getting delayed and how it delayed so far. Yeah. And I, I think I believe we said like that one's probably the one with the most realistic push date. For when us getting back to theaters, and I feel like this just kind of reinforces that because all that shit's getting pushed back to almost where Dune got pushed back to now. Yeah, um, I mean, like we're we're still we're still in the middle of this, man. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, we're still in this pandemic shit. Do you still gotta wear masks when you go out? You still mm-hmm. have to fucking be careful because, I mean, like I'll be honest, the situation out here is like. It just—I feel like it's—it's it's just been getting worse and worse, like constantly, like all the time, out here where I live, you know. So, I just—I don't see like an end for this, you know what I mean? Like we're still like, we're still dead in the middle of it. Uh, I don't know when it's gonna end. If I, the optimist in me wants to say that hopefully at by the end of this year, you know, by like by 2022, we'll be out of it. But I don't know, dude. I—I I really don't know. 
I, I hope so, no man. I want, I'm, I want out of this. Let me out. We, we all want out of this, but like people need to fucking do their part and stop contributing to us getting worse. Yeah. They need to stop throwing these stupid ass parties and wear, you know, fucking stay away from each other. Wear your mask when you do need to go out and, you know, keep your distance, fucking wash your shit, all of your shit. And you know, stay clean and just stop being fucking idiots. Like we need to, we we need to get this shit under control, man. I mean, you know, it doesn't help that the last administration that we had here in the states didn't really, you know, like it's. I was reading something in the news. I think like it was like on Facebook, like yesterday or or or, or, or some that like, you know, our new president, uh, Joe Biden, had to like. Like, I couldn't believe it. He, he, I forget what the exact wording was, but basically, it's like he's gonna make it now so that like people entering the country have to like, you know, have like, you obviously you wear your mask and everything, but you have to have like a thing of like, yo, here's my last, you know, COVID test, and I, you know, I don't, I'm not currently, you know, I don't currently have it, and you know, it's like, like, it just, it just boggles my mind sometimes how like some shit that's like so fucking like common sense and like we should have been doing already we we weren't you know and and some some of it we still aren't and it's like how like how are we like what are we doing man yeah it fucking boggles my mind but anyway it's mini rant i digress uh yeah i mean again i i hope that by next year we'll be out of this but i don't know dude it's it's as of right now, as the time of this recording, I, I, I have no idea, dude. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, every, every, all these movies are getting pushed until the fall. Lots, lots more delays uh, happening and, and incoming. I'm kind of glad we haven't done our 2021 uh, things to look forward to, you know? Yeah. Uh, like with the games and movies, because shit's still moving around. Uh, and it will continue to do so, obviously. But like, you know. Uh, as long as it comes out this year, then I suppose we'll be we'll be okay. Uh, but yeah, and then the last thing that we have here is that uh, Godzilla versus Kong release date moved ahead, moved ahead. It didn't get delayed. Moved ahead by not one, but two months. So yeah, every well, nearly every movie has been, you know delayed and pushed back and all this stuff. Uh, Godzilla will be fighting King Kong on March 26th instead of May 21st. Uh, so we're about uh, two months away from uh, from Kong versus, uh, versus Gojira. Uh, and not only this, but tomorrow at the time of this recording, tomorrow as in uh, the 24th of of January, uh, Sunday, they will be, uh, releasing a trailer. Uh, so by this time ne- next week, we will have seen something about this movie. So exciting. We'll definitely talk about this, about the trailer next week. Um, and yeah, it's exciting. Cause, uh, I haven't been like the biggest fan of the new Godzilla movies. Like they, like I remember we we, we talked about the uh, King of Monsters, King of the Monsters last year, mm-hmm. or the year before, or whenever the hell that movie came out. I think it was like two years ago. Uh, and I wasn't like the biggest fan, but I mean, 
there was some stuff in there that was pretty cool, you know. But uh, I don't. I'm just hoping for, as always, I'm just hoping for a good movie. I want to see Kong and and Godzilla fuck each other up. Uh, have a good, have a good, you know, fight. Although what I think they're gonna do is they're gonna pull a Batman v Superman. And what I mean by that is they're gonna be fighting and they're gonna be fighting for a little bit, and then they're gonna join forces and fight another monster. Like they? How, like how much you want to bet that happens, man? Like, I don't know why they can't just let like things fight each other. You know, like they have to be like, oh, let's fight, and then oh no, there's the bigger threat. We have to join forces to fight. But anyway, I don't know. I'll probably well, I don't know. I should, I should say that. I hope to enjoy it, but we will see. Uh, I'll we'll see more about how I feel about this after the trailer tomorrow. But uh, yeah, they're bringing back some cast members from the uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. And that being said about the Godzilla movies, I did I really enjoy Kong Skull Island probably more than most people. I, I really like that movie, I think. I actually really, really, really like that movie. I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I think out of the, the three movies, the, the two the two newer Godzillas and the and the Kong, that Kong Skull Island is probably my favorite one. Um, but there was some cool stuff like in Godzilla 2014. There's some stuff in that one that I enjoy as well. Um, it's unfortunate some of the things that happened in that, like uh, <clears throat> Brian Cranston. <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> it's true. And, like and like they kept like the Godzilla reveal until like the like the end of the movie, and you know. But the fight in that movie was cool. So I don't know. Like there there's stuff that I like in those movies, the Godzilla the two new Godzilla ones. But I kind of I don't know, man. I just I, I just want to see two fucking monsters fight, bro. Like, I get that you need to have humans and shit to make the story relatable, whatever. Whatever. For people that need that, sure. I don't need it personally, but I know there's people out there that wouldn't be able to relate to two giant monsters fighting each other. Um, I just want to see these guys go at it. I want to see a fun monster movie. And other than that, we'll, we'll see, dude. I don't know. I hope the music is good as well. Because I think the music for the the movies has been pretty pretty solid up until this point. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. You hoping for anything in particular and for the trailer tomorrow or for the movie? We got we were two months away from from the, from it actually coming out. Uh, I just hope it's a good soundtrack. Look, I like the um, I like the music in King of the Monsters. Um, I don't really have any thoughts on it. Like I'm kind of like you. I don't have a lot of uh, like I don't hate the new Godzilla movies at all, but I'm not like I'm not like the biggest fan either. Like if 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 I was Jake, obviously I'd have more to say, because Jake is a super Godzilla fan. Like we should probably have him on here to talk about Godzilla at some point in the future, for yeah. fun. But um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I um. Uh, I don't have like a a lot of thoughts on it. I th- I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm growing up and watching the old Godzilla versus Kong movies, but yeah, it's pretty exciting. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that's it then for our news. We we went through all of it. So that's go. it for the news. You can put it all in a body bag because we're gonna move on to the second part of our show, which is we're gonna talk. Season three, I almost said two. Season three of, of Cobra yeah. Kai. I keep trying to say season two. I think because like I can't believe it's so good, uh, and I've watched it like a billion times. Um, 
So uh, I guess we're supposed to start with this. Uh, we'll start with, uh, we already said we liked it. I yeah, like I, it a lot. I know you like I, it a lot. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just incredible, man. The way that they handled some stuff in this season, I was like... It was it was fantastic. It was it was it was really emotional too. Like uh, which, by the way, we're gonna spoil the shit out of this. So this oh, yeah, is your warning it. now. Yeah, if you we're spoiling the shit out of it, let me put up a little text it, thing for us too. And uh, get out of here. But uh, let me let me open up the text thing so we can put Cobra Kai. I'm just gonna put spoilers, not spoilers, spoilers. Bowlers. Just in general, because we'll be talking probably about some of the stuff that happened in previous seasons. Oh, yeah. As yeah. well. All right. So, season three. Season three. Where, where do you even start? I'm trying to remember, like, how the hell did we start off the Mandalorian season two stuff? Like, how do we start that? I don't even remember. But we, Shit, can, start where, we can start wherever. I don't. It's fine with me. Uh, well, we um, so season three opens up and Miguel is uh, uh, when we left season two, right? Which spoilers for season two? Um, Miguel got kicked off the fucking balcony by Robbie, right? And he fell down and fucked his back up. There was a big, the big school fight happened, and that kind of sets us up in the season season uh, three with Miguel in like a little coma, um, Robbie on the run. And kind of just the fallout from the school fights happening. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think I want to necessarily do like an episode by episode breakdown, no, but more like an no. overall deal. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't do that for Mando. That's all I was trying to remember. How 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 do we review the season two for Mando? Because I don't remember. But I feel like we kind of hopped around and just kind of talked about what we liked. If I remember right. Yeah, that's um, kind of what it was. But I I just I don't remember. But anyway, it was something like that. Yeah. Um, I'll start off by saying uh, the fights this season. I'm just gonna talk about the fights in general. Looked really good. A lot of uh, a lot of great action scenes. Um, do I have a personal? I'm trying to think. Do I have a personal? Do you have a personal favorite fight? Like fight? like the, yeah, like that happened. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to like go through all the fights in my head for the season. Um, when I think. The fights that I can think of, I enjoyed, but like not for like the fight itself, but like for like more emotional reasons, you know, like yeah, like the like, uh... like, like the chosen versus Daniel fight was pretty good. Mm -hmm. The the final fight, you know, which one I'm talking about with uh, Johnny, Daniel, and Crease. That one was. Oh my god, that one was dope. I uh... my my favorite moment is the Hawk double turn, man. When he fucking turns back, he comes back to the light side, man. I oh, love that yeah. moment. Yeah, that that's that's a pretty good moment when they're all fighting in the house and everybody's just beating the shit out of each other, and he's like seeing his boy getting all he's like getting all fucked up and stuff, and he's like, "All right, this is it, this is where the call to the light," as mm -hmm. as Josh put it, he, he, he turns back to the light side and he swoops in and beats the shit out of those two guys, and there it is, no. Hog is back, baby. Hawk had a very conflicted season. I really liked his arc this season. He really um, did. Strug struggling. Struggling yeah. with being like a bully. He 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 breaks Dimitri's arm. I was gonna in mention this that. season. This is, that's like after he broke his his arm and everything. Yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. Like you know, you can like, tell he's real torn up inside throughout the whole season. Yeah. 
Yeah, but and then like at the beginning of the season when he sees the freshman girl, he's like, hey, girls, I'm the... And then they're like, oh, the dude who pissed himself or whatever? Like, damn. It's like he was he went he went through the he went through the the the, the ringer this season man like and then from seeing the uh, fuck what's that guy's name again Kyler or whatever yeah from seeing him and and the and the other big boy join join Cobra Kai after Christmas oh my god like, he oh, beats the fuck out of that dude <laughs> yeah he remembers when they used to call him Lip and he just beats the shit out of big boy and he fucks yeah him up, he. He like Chris tells him to finish him, but he's already beating this the pieces pounding the shit out of him. His hands are bleeding. He the fucking moment, spits on the dude. Oh my god! He's so ready to beat that dude's ass, and it always it, it it never fails to crack me up. But every time dude takes off his shirt or something, and you see the the tat on his back, you hear the hawk noise. That shit cracks me up, dude. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just so funny, like just hearing the bird go, and then like I don't know, it's, it's 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 great. It's great, man. But yeah, he had uh, he had a pretty he had a pretty cool arc this uh, this season. Hawk did for sure. Man, you get to see him be conflicted throughout of it, throughout it, and uh, which leads to his his turn turning. You know, since Robbie jo- Robbie joins Cobra Kai, and Hawk's like, "This is the final straw. I can't." Dude, but you know. Speaking of that, I fucking love that there's three dojos now. Yeah, there's. Miyagi Do, there's Cobra Kai, and Eagle Fang, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Eagle Fang. We got to get Eagle Fang shirts. Yeah, Eagle Fang. <laughs> Eagle Fang is not for the pussies. <laughs> there's Eagle only Fang. one animal that can kill a snake a, a mongoose? mongoose? A real no, animal, animal. bird. <laughs> that shit cracked me up, dude. That was so funny. That was so funny. Yeah. Oh my God, I loved it so much. It's it's fantastic, dude. I fucking love that shit, dude. I I wasn't sure what the hell they were gonna come up with the name. I was like, well, you have Miyagi Do, you have Cobra Kai. What the, what are you gonna do? That's kind of like a spinoff of Cobra Kai. Like what 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 like what animal are you gonna choose? What 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 are you gonna do? And an eagle fang, which not I it not bad, not bad. I like it. They're the going, name sounds cool. Yeah, and they're they're the, <laughs> the, the funny thing when he was trying. When he was trying to be Cobra Kai with a K, and Miguel's like, "You mean like KKK?" <laughs> that oh, shit yeah. was so funny. He's, He's like, like, "Yeah, you're right. That's probably a bad idea." <laughs> Which, speaking of that moment, fucking the the part where they're like trying to update Johnny's Facebook, and he busts out all these pictures of him without a shirt, and then, he, <laughs> and then Miguel's like, "Maybe we should do something the more uh, more recent." He's like, oh, "You want to oil me up or whatever?" It's like, "I'm not gonna baby oil, oil. You up. <laughs> it's everywhere." That shit was funny as hell, dude. <laughs> fucking Johnny just being the, for a lack of a better term, a fucking absolute boomer at, at just social media is the funniest thing, dude. God damn, that shit's hilarious, man. Um, uh, overall, uh, something else I liked is like I felt like season two was a little, a little hard, a little heavy on the on the dr- high school drama kind of e stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, season three kind of dials that back. A little bit. Yeah. I enough that it doesn't bother me. Like um it did bother me just a smidge. Just a smidge in season two it was a little bit much. Uh but uh in yeah, season yeah. three season three's got the perfect balance between everything because we get we get we get a lot of stories in season three, right? We've got Hawk's story, we got uh Daniel's story, we got Crease's flashback stories. Oh, yeah. Crease's flashback. Um, 
we got all these great story arcs and they all kind of get um wrapped up because there's this season that has time jumps in it here and there right like in the last episode it's just in like i don't remember which episode dimitri's arm gets broken but in the last episode he's not even in the cast anymore so there's little little time jumps that happen uh between episodes that i'm fine i'm fine with those never bothered me um but i know a moment you want to talk about which is when daniel goes to uh Dude, japan when he goes to japan that has to be those two episodes when he was in japan two or three i forget how many it was but i think it was like two episodes i think it was episodes four and five anyway the two episodes he's in japan i fucking love those man Mm-hmm. They, that those episodes hit me with the feels, man. Like that was, that was great, great stuff. Just seeing the Kumiko again and Chosen, and man, just seeing Daniel-san explore. Fucking like, he's like, oh, is this it? When he arrives when off the fucking, uh, the, the it's a fucking mall. Like, it's a mall. What? Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, I I love the Japan stuff so much, man. It was like just hearing Kumiko read uh, Mr. Miyagi's letters that he would send, and I, I don't know what it was like between her, her reading them and then like him Daniel reacting to them, and just the the, the acting and the emotion and everything in that scene. It. it I will say that while I was watching the episode, it did not get to me. It almost did. It almost did. But it wasn't until the second time that I rewatched that stuff that it got me. And I don't know why. Like, I didn't even notice. I just, it, just, it just happened. I was like, what the fuck? That shit got me, dude. I was like, holy shit. Bro, it got me. It got me. It's, an it's emotional so emotional. Sucker, emotional sucker punch, man. That shit was... That shit was crazy, man. It's it's so good, dude. It's so good. I can't remember the last time a show made me cry like that. Like, just like... Like, I wasn't, like, bawling or anything, but I was, like, tearing up. I was like, holy shit, dude. What the fuck? Like, yeah, no. it's, it's such a good moment, man. Like It's, it's such it's, a real moment. Like, yeah. it just feels real. Um, And the way things... Look, it was a rough... It was a rough year. That letter says a lot and means a lot. It makes you feel good yeah. um, in a lot of ways. So you can, uh, it made me emotional too. Every time I see it, it kind of makes me emotional. It's so good. It was, it was, it was something, dude. I, I it's, it's so good. It, 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 the, the fact that it can make us feel that, dude, like that's such a good fucking scene, man. It's hard it's to so believe good. this show started on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Here right? we are. Here we are. It's so good. Yeah, it's 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 actually like crazy, dude. It is it is crazy, man. I how just how much I like I enjoy this show more than I thought I was going to when I first started watching it, Leo. Cause like, oh, Karate Kai, Karate Kai. I'm I'm mixing the two things together. Karate Kid, uh, like oh, sequel series to Karate Kid. I like I I I figured I would enjoy it, but I just man, it's. It's so good, dude. The way that they. I just want to say, uh, vindication. Yeah. But boy, I was on that train from first episode. I was on it. Josh was one of those first people that I remember ever, like, 
hear and talk about that show. Uh, it's 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 pretty 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 nuts that we're we're here now. Uh, but yeah, man, I I absolutely love the Japan stuff. I love that Chosen teaches uh, Daniel the you know the 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 stunner moves you know to keep you know yeah what, the key what's, points what's, what's the best way to uh uh keep your foe from from waging war is you know take away the ability for him to do that you know mm-hmm. so that was pretty great um with the, the the passing of the scrolls and stuff um yeah i just i, I love all that stuff and then seeing like yuna you know the little girl from uh i think I was yeah so, something like that, I think. Yeah. From 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 the move, the, the little girl he saved during the rain, come back and mm-hmm. being the one that helps him save his, uh, you know, his company was 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 a really cool cool thing to do. Um, always great to see Kumiko again, like I mentioned. Chosen was yeah. This cool. season, uh, this season sets up a lot of those little mini stories that get solved, like Daniel's business being attacked by the other dude, or right, not being attacked, but for guy, like takeover. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's trying to come in and buy him out. Well, that gets wrapped up in two or three episodes, and we move on to like the next thing. So, and yeah. I never felt like that was bad at all. I liked it. It gave uh, more depth to what was going yeah, on. It gave too. Daniel reason to be in uh, Japan. It never, it never felt like uh, like it was going on for too long. It was it felt like it was just right. Mm-hmm. For the amount of time. Chosen, uh, chosen, getting redeemed, man. Uh, was pretty. I mean, like he—he's already redeemed. He got—he had redemption. He's a—he's a good guy now. Uh, was pretty cool. Um, I—it it told Daniel a good lesson, which is like, you know, no matter how bad you've done in the past, you can always turn things around and be good once again. Um. Um. And him teaching Daniel and doing like, having a call back to the. On those moment when they're fighting was good. Um, yeah, most of the Japan stuff was was cool, man. Yeah, I, 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 I that was probably some of my favorite stuff in the whole season. Yeah. Was that? Um, and yeah. poor Kumiko is still madly in love with Daniel, but obviously he's married now. <laughs> I, the moment that I I, I like when she, he's like I, he's like I find it hard to believe that no one put a ring on 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 that you know and she's like well mm-hmm. no one fought to the death for me and he's like oh that's that's a pretty hard act to follow you know <laughs> <laughs> that was great man that was good stuff like even after all those years man still leaving an impression my 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 guy uh great 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 stuff uh yeah I also oh man. Another thing that I loved was hot damn Elizabeth Shoe was back. Yeah, Allie Mills, man, makes the oh, return. Man, that lady's 57, 50 something, but oh my God. And uh, <laughs> still fine. Yeah, oof, man. <laughs> when I saw her walk in the bar with, when John, while Johnny was waiting, I was like, whoo. But anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, I digress. Uh, yeah, man, that was really cool to see because you can kind of like, as soon as they showed her picture, when when Johnny was looking through his Facebook or whatever, you're like, okay, she's coming back. Yeah, because like they, they, she's they show up. They wouldn't have showed her picture again if she wasn't coming back, you know. Uh, at least I think so. But anyway, agreed. It was cool to have no, her I, back. I knew she was coming back. I liked her conversation with Johnny when they went on the like, well, 
I don't want to call it a date, but like you know when they when they like hung out together at the when they yeah. were like when they were like oh this reminds us of when we were kids or whatever you know when they were just really hanging young. out two of them yeah I liked the whole talk that they had with each other after that that was really like a really cool cool moment dialogue moment between the two of them um and then I love <laughs> when they were at the party and she's there with Johnny and then they find Daniel and uh, his wife. And they all have a conversation with each other and, and talk about like, you know, the stories of the of the past and all that kind of stuff. That was great. Having having Ali and, and uh, Elizabeth Shue return for this season was was another really really cool cool thing. It was also cool to see her and Johnny re- add together and it not being like a hostile way. Like in the Karate Kid, mm, yeah, the whole whole time is like they're he's like a villain. To her, like throughout that whole movie, depending on your point of view, um, so it's cool to to be like, yeah, these were real people. They had a relationship. They cared about one another at a point, and then you know things just kind of got out of hand, and they broke up and shit. Um, but it was cool to kind of see, like, get the glimpses of them when they were kind of young and probably in love and all that kind of stuff. So it was it, it was cool to see that aspect of it. Um. Yeah. Also, uh, Daniel's wife has a lot of really funny moments. Um, she does and, this and, season. Uh, Man, she slaps the shit out of Crease. I was like, that was the, pretty funny. The, the moment where they go to the police after she slaps Crease, and she's like, "Oh, I want to put a restraining order on Crease." He's like, "Uh, oh, there's already one here against you." She's like, what? <laughs> and then Daniel, Daniel's like, oh, sh- surely, you know, surely she didn't even touch him or whatever. He's a liar. She, he's a liar. Yeah, and you see her face going like, oh. And he's like, it's wait so a minute, you, you hit him? <laughs> that was great, it's, man. It's funny, too, watching her change in this season, because in the first couple of seasons, she's like, listen, you can't do this karate stuff. What are you talking yeah, she about? she was what so anti-karate, right? Yeah. And then in this season, it's like completely different. Like, she finally realizes... How fucking psychotic Cobra Kai is and Crease is. Yeah, um, Chris, yeah, Crease is a fucking he's a madman. Like it was it was cool seeing his like backstory and the flashbacks and stuff, but that doesn't take away the fact that that dude is still an, a, a bad guy, you know? Yeah. Like he had a fucked up past, sure, but you know, that doesn't excuse the stuff he's doing now and ha- and has done. So um yeah, we got a Kreese story. We got flashbacks. We were in Vietnam. Um, and saw saw how Kreese kind of came to be. He had a lady. He, uh, yeah. But then he went off to Vietnam and joined this special task force and became like a... Uh, got trained by the commander dude. And then they ended up getting captured. And the biggest double turn ever where you're supposed to think, that's... Terry that's, uh Yeah. Um, and, and they're like, oh, it's pull not. the fast one on you. It's actually the other guy, the skinny toothpick dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got, I wasn't expecting those flashbacks at it's all. It's funny because I was, I was, watching, anything I was watching the blind wave reactions to, to those, to that part that you were talking about when they get captured. Yeah, like, I know oh, exactly what you're talking about. That's Terry Silver. And they got, they got bamboozled too. So, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, dude. Eric got super bamboozled. It was so funny. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, 
yeah, man. Su- such a great season, dude. Like, yeah, I was going to mention the whole Terry Silver thing because by it looks like at the end of the season, Kreese is uh, hitting up his boy for some uh, some help. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see indeed. We shall see. And also, we have we have that going on, and then we have Johnny and Daniel with Eagle Fang and Miyagi-Do teaming up as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Oh, I also um, want to hop back to the country club for a second, just because it's a little it's a little moment, but I like it when they're saying okay. goodbye to each other, and he says, uh, "Merry Christmas, Larusso," and he says, "Daniel." He changes it to Daniel. Like there's, there's, I like that moment. It's a very small, small moment. I'm like, yeah, he called him Daniel. He doesn't call him Larusso. He like actually acknowledged him as a adult human being instead of just by his fucking last name. By his last name. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, so it was, it was, it was uh, cool. Good man, yeah, it was, it was it was good stuff. I I I enjoyed all those those moments with like all like with Johnny and Daniel and the and the, and the you know Ali and and the wives or the wives and the girlfriends and oh and fucking Carmen and Johnny finally yeah, hook know, it up, man. Finally did their thing too, man. Yeah, yeah, but um, speaking of that, we didn't even talk about like the whole Johnny helping Miguel walk again, like yeah. He tried so many different things and he fucking helped them out, dude. Like he took him to a concert and that's finally what did it because he saw his foot moving and like he's like, yo, mm-hmm. like, yo, dude, look down. And it worked. And like before that though, he like set him on fire and like <laughs> that shit was funny. Stood him up and made him fall down. And like <laughs> it's like, damn, so many different different methods and, and techniques and shit that they tried. And yeah, man, it was uh yeah, good good stuff. Um, everybody in this show has trauma and they all deal with it in different ways right like um Freeze has his trauma which has made him just an evil bad guy after so many years and like uh johnny has his trauma which miguel is kind of helping him get through yeah. uh, or g- have, has kind of gotten through really which which there was a cool moment between those two when uh they were like gonna cancel the all valley uh thing and they all went to go speak to the you know, council person or whatever mm-hmm. and they're and he's like uh oh you know i miguel's like oh i wouldn't be the the person that i am today without you know my sensei or, you know without without johnny you know helping me out throughout the way because you know i was a fucking loser when i got here and he was helping me out you know that whole spiel that he did um so i thought that was kind of cool you know which i think maybe like Daniel maybe saw that and was like, okay, well maybe, you know, if you know, he's, 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 he is actually helping out these kids, you know, he's not, he's not being the crease and just corrupting them and leading them astray, you know? So I mean, hopefully, I mean, we, again, we ended the season with them working together. Uh, you know, I hope that Miguel and Sam can all, you know, it looked like they're getting back on good terms too. And speaking of Sam, let's, let's talk about Sam for a minute. Yeah, I was she, gonna, just, just no, to, go ahead. I was just gonna say you were talking about the the traumas and struggles and stuff. I was gonna mention her mm-hmm. stuff with uh, with uh, fuck. Why am I blanking? Panic on attacks. Her name? She has she has panic attacks with uh, Tori. With Tori, damn it! I blanked out her name for a second. But yeah, Tori. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I was just gonna bring that up here real quick. Yeah, I was just gonna say like she. That is what a panic attack feels like, guys. If you've never had one, watching Samantha in season three, that's exactly what it's like. Like. Yeah, everything slows down. You feel like you can't do anything. You feel like you can't breathe. You feel like you're going to die. It is the worst feeling in the world. I know I've had them. <laughs> like, it is awful. Um, 
So she has like some PTSD left over from season two of the fight with with Tori, which speaking of Tori, she's got her own trauma, right? And she's going to become like the new priest if she doesn't deal with it in a better way than she is. Like she really is like she has a mama that's got, good, got cancer or, or, or I, I think it's cancer. If I remember right, and 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 you kind of see it, you see just a glimpse of her home life, and you get like the smarmy, the greasy fucking landlords trying to like take advantage of her situation because she doesn't have a lot of money. She's having to work two jobs. Increase kind of comes in and teaches that dude a lesson. Which how did you like him put his finger in the fucking cigar cutter and then it cuts over to the Miguel cutting a hot dog? That was that was a heck of a transition, dude. Uh... I was yeah. like, they Game of Thrones this because they've done that in Game of Thrones a few times with those little transitions where it's just like, oh, it's something gross, but then it it's turns out to be something else. They've done that in, in Cobra Kai too, I'm pretty sure, right? Like, I remember <laughs> they've done something like that in the past as well. Um, yeah. And it's, the edits are great. Yeah. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a really good transition. It was a really good transition. It was good, good, good on them for sure. That was, that was a heck of a, heck of a good one. Um, Let's talk about Robbie because we haven't talked about Robbie really. Okay. Um, he kind of was uh, doing his own thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. He took a little bit of a backseat. Yeah. Um, this go round, which I think um, the actor that plays Robbie's actually out of all of them, I think he's the most trained in karate. And actual, like, he, I think he does a lot of his own stunts and stuff. Um, so Robbie spends the first few episodes, the first couple episodes on the run. Uh, the next couple episodes, he's in juvenile hall, dealing with stuff like uh, he, he's dealing with. Daniel kind of turns him into the cops, and then Johnny kind of lets him down. Johnny never then kind of comes to visit him, and then I guess he kind of probably refuses to have visitors after a certain point. But Crease kind of weasels his way in to see Robbie and start kind of. He's a fucking Sith Lord in this ep in this season. Yeah. He's a Sith Lord, man. Like. We haven't talked about the the end yet, but we'll get there. Which feels a, a lot of the end of that. We'll, we'll get there in a minute. It feels very Revenge of the Sith to me, though. Um, he's in there. He's in there, like trying to weasel his way in the Robbie's mind. And then Robbie has a big fight in the juvenile hall and kind of wins respect. And then we don't see him for a little bit. Like he's not in like a couple episodes or an episode here. Um, and then he kind of gets out, and Daniel and. Johnny are there, and this is they're not getting along at this moment, so they're kind of facing off with each other. And Robbie catches them, and then he just he's like, he just tells them both to stay out of his fucking life. Mm -hmm. And uh, Robbie shows up at uh, Cobra Kai and uh, ends up joining up with the uh, crease and Eminem, and then uh, which is why uh, crease is wanted from the start, he wants to. Manipulate and, and weasel his way into fucking with Johnny. The dude is obsessed with Johnny, by the way. Can we talk about how fucking disturbing that is? Like, that was his student, and now he's the adult, and he's still trying to manipulate and gaslight and just be a fucking piece of shit, too. Yeah. I don't understand, I don't understand what Crease is after. He's just psychotic. Um, he's a madman. He is. Um, Let's talk about the the ending fight with Crease. Daniel. So Johnny is so th there's a fight that's happened at Samantha's house. She's kind of gotten uh, Eagle Fang and Co uh, and um, Miyagi Do together to kind of hash out their shit and kind of join forces because uh, Cobra Kai is gonna beat the fuck out of them if they don't join forces. 
Um, and then the the party gets crashed uh, by Tori and Hawk I, and, Co- and Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, they have their own fucking version of a fucking holiday music that starts playing when the fight kicks off. Um, <laughs> so they all kind of pair off. And it's just a big battle. Like, I can't describe everything that happens. Yeah, it's, it's kind um, of a... Yeah, everybody's just going at it, dude. They're all they're beating each other's ass. They're destroying that home, dude. Like, oh my god, they're. I'd I'd be so pissed if I came back home and these fucking asshole kids were destroying my shit. I'd be I'd be heated. And we should say Miguel's not in tip top fighting shape at this moment either. He's he's been training a little bit. You know, he's just now getting to walk again. So yeah, he's he, kind of yeah, like yeah, he had to learn how to walk again and you know fucking mm-hmm. do all that other stuff again. So yeah, he, he hasn't really been uh, keeping up with honing his skills like some of these other like everybody else has so he ends up fighting uh uh kyler sorry for most of this fight um Mm -hmm. samantha is fighting uh, fights some some un some nameless cobra kai dudes um some extras and then she and tori end up passing uh pairing off and and ended up in the dojo Mm -hmm. and then uh Dimitri is also fighting uh, some of the other dudes, but he's kind of protecting the littler fighters. If you watch him fight in a few of the, and uh, a few of just the passing shots, they never put a focus on it. But he is kind of helping out Bert in the. Uh, oh, I don't remember the other short Birch rival <laughs> his name where they're where they're like they go back they and all, forth with each other. They all have like their own like their own rivals. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, um, and then Hog, you know, beating the shit out of Miyagi does, and then he sees Dimitri about to get his fucking arm broken, and then we get the double turn. The music, the music swells, and I'm just like, this is the moment where I talked about. There's a moment in Mandalor, the new season of Mandalorian, toward the end of the season, that makes my like, that made me a kid again, and as like heart was beating and I was like cheering, right? I'm not gonna spoil that, obviously, because we're talking Cobra Kai. But yeah. that moment in that episode in Mando happened here for me with this hawk double turn here. Like the music changed, and I'm just like, "Come on, hawk! Come on, hawk! You gotta change! You gotta turn! You gotta turn!" I, I almost never talk to my TV when I'm watching something, but I was talking to my TV when I was watching this. I was like, "Come on, hawk! You gotta turn!" And the music swells, and he fucking leaps up and kicks the shit out of both of those dudes. And tells Dimitri he's sorry, and tells and asks Dimitri to help him finish the fight. And they go back to back; they're fighting together. Oh my god, it was so satisfying to see that double turn and to see them whooping ass. It was great. Um, and Miguel, um, Miguel sees them reunite, right? And it kind of inspires him while he's getting the shit kicked out of him by Kyler. Um, um, and he gets inspired and and and. And does that thing all heroes do when they're down and see something that makes them get inspired? He yeah. comes back and and knocks Tyler the fuck out with some cool ass moves, by the way. Um, and it's the same thing for for the Sam and Tori fight that's happening out in the dojo. Like Sam's having a little bit of a panic attack. Um, Tori gets nunchucks, by the way, a fellow chucker, eh? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and. She acts. She swings at Sam and breaks a, a picture of Mr. Miyagi, and she she kind of had a little flashback oh. to something her dad told her in the season. And she gets a stick, and they start fighting, and I, it's turned. The tide's turn, and Sam starts beating 
I think she could took Tori in that moment, but uh, Hawk and the other guys come in there, and that fight kind of ends. And then we get to, then we and then we swap back over to uh, Johnny. He's gonna go tell um, Carmen that he loves her. And he opens the door and she looks shocked. He opens the door and it's Miguel all beat up, right? And that's what sets off the final stage. Sorry, I felt like I had to tell all that to get to the final stage. No, you're good. You're oh, good. this you're next fight. Just, you're setting it up. I wanted to get the context there so everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. So he goes to Cobra Kai because fucking Johnny is pissed because he sees Miguel all beat the shit. So he's obviously been filled on what's going in. He kicks open the door to the back room and there's Priest and Robbie. And there's some back and forth, some talk, and then and then they start fighting. And Johnny, Johnny and Crease are kind of having it out and fighting. It's a good little fight um, happening, and they kind of fight through the dojo, and they end up in the front room. And Miguel, uh, Miguel, Robbie's trying to get him to stop, trying to get Johnny to back off. And it's kind of fucked up how you already see Robbie getting taken in by Crease, where he's like, he just wants what's best for you, kind of shit. Um. Um. Like there's a there's a moment in that fight where Johnny gets knocked up against the wall and he picks up a sigh, you know, when a fucking fucking Raphael's Ninja Turtle weapon, like he's gonna use it on Crease, but Robbie says no and and Johnny drops it and they start fighting again, and we're getting the little flashbacks of Crease and uh, in Vietnam fighting when when this is happening as well, mm-hmm. and I uh, I just love this fight because uh, like Johnny pretty much wins this fight. Um, but but mm-hmm. Robbie interferes. Yeah. And uh he tells him, like, I can't hate myself, but I can hate you or some shit like that. And the music's playing, and I'm like, This is the most Star Wars karate show I've ever seen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, it is, yeah. It's very Star Wars that moment. That's it was so the music, the music, the betrayal, father against son, the yeah. the, the, the light side in the dark, and they're fighting each other. I was like Star Wars. Then, I couldn't you believe have, it. And then you have Crease just being the Palpatine there in the back. Yeah, the, the old man all injured on the floor, you know. And then mm-hmm. you think you think he's down and out, but he's got a trick up his sleeve, you know. Mm-hmm. It's super Star Wars, hundred percent, dude. So and then Robbie's fighting Johnny, and you can just see the difference in their level, right? Like, like Robbie's well trained, yeah, but he's not a sensei. He's not a master level level karate fighter like like Johnny is. So he's Johnny's just like deflecting all his moves until finally he just kind of pushes Robbie and he fucking hits his face on like a blocker and then Crease comes up and starts choking out uh, Johnny and guess who shows up? Your boy Daniel Larusso, the Karate Kid, Karate Man, I guess now shows up man. and and kicks kicks Crease and says, "You my house." He's fucking pissed, man. Um. So we get part two of this fight, which it's off the crease, dude. He's having to fight two karate masters practically at this point. But he just keeps going. Um, uh, uh, so, you know, he and Daniel square off and start fighting, and it's badass. Um, like, it's that moment you always kind of wanted, which is Larissa just facing off with crease and... And, uh... He fights defensively, and like Chris is like, you can't keep up this defense only bullshit forever. And he's like, I won't have to. So he, when Dan, Daniel starts fighting back a little bit, 
And then Daniel gets picked up and ran through a fucking wall, which, by the way, that would be the end of me in that fight. Like, I wouldn't even make it that far, probably. But uh, Jesus. Uh, uh. Um, and and Kreese picks up a piece of glass and is like, it's time for you and Miyagi to reunite. And tries to stab him and Daniel has his own flashback. There's a lot of flashbacks in this last episode, I realize. Um to Chosen telling him, you know, if your enemy insists on waging war, take away his ability to, to wage it. To wage it, yeah. Yeah, so he hits those pressure points and knocks a piece of glass out of Kreese's hand and numbs his arms and kicks him down. And he's, and Johnny comes to the window and kind of nods at him. And Daniel's getting ready for what I think was a killing blow on Kreese, to be honest with you, at that point. Like, he is, he's, he's, he's kind of winding up for another strike. And then, the, and then Sam stops him. You know, they show up, him and Miguel, or she and Miguel, sorry. What would you do if, uh, like, he's went, honk? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd probably lose my shit. Dude, which I lost my shit when Chosen did that to Daniel. I was like, holy shit, that's funny. Uh. Um, then we get, the, we get the setup for the next season where they're like, we'll settle this the old-fashioned way tournament which is kind of ridiculous i'll admit it it got to me a little bit but i was like i don't give a fuck it's a show it's tournament good time. it's good to tournament if you if, if if i it's win uh, karate kid fashion dude yeah if you win i'll leave and if uh if you yeah. lose if you lose and then johnny says we won't lose he says we won't lose and that's when you know the team up the team up the motherfucking team up we all wanted yeah, man. um um so that's uh that's where we uh end up with everybody and kind of reuniting um i do like the ending scene um of uh of everybody kind of showing up at the miyagi do dojo and uh you see dimitri and hawk and sam and miguel and then finally Johnny comes in and he and he and um, Daniel bow to the students and then they turn and bow to each other and it's like, let's go. And that's where we that's where we end. We set up for season four. Um, which I absolutely cannot wait for. It's going to be so fucking dope. I the, love Cobra Kai. The way they ended this season. Yeah, I'm very excited for season four. Uh, can't wait, dude. It's, it's going to be it's going to be great. Uh, but you know, we just we just had season three, so we're gonna have to wait a little bit. Yeah. For the next one. Um, well, I feel like I talked a lot. Hey, man, that's how, that's how it goes, dude. When you, when you get into uh, that's how I feel when I talk about Star Wars, man. You can tell how much I love this show by how much I talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is how you can tell when you, you can just keep talking about stuff like that. Absolutely. Um. But overall, I. I you know, so much good shit happened. If you haven't watched Cobra Kai, you've watched the spoiler talk. I'm sorry that I got spoiled for you, but go watch it if you haven't seen it yet. Seriously, it's so good. Um, yeah, definitely. definitely yeah, it, out. it is. And there's there's a lot of little things that happen too. Like they hire Louie back at the car station and the yeah, car. Yeah, speaking, uh, speaking of Louie, when they were. Uh, uh, like when they let the cobras into the cars and yeah, like they're walking. I was like, it's a snake. It's just a snake. I think it's a snake. 
I think I got you. They were both it's freaking so out funny. and shit. That was great. Uh. Yeah. Um, yeah, just overall, just a, a great, great season. I enjoyed it from start to finish. I, it was it was like so good, dude. Like I, I think I I think I just binged the whole thing when I started watching it. I did. I watched it day one. I watched it all the way through. I I didn't get I didn't watch it day one, but like because I, I I forget why, but like I I didn't get the chance to until later. And then when I started watching it, I just it was one after the other, dude. It was just so good, like I couldn't stop. Like each episode was like, "Yo, you have to keep watching this," which obviously it's it, the show was meant to be binged because it's a Netflix show. But like, mm-hmm. I just I, I couldn't stop, man. It was, it was so 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 good. I enjoyed. Like again, all of it from start to finish. Uh, there was a lot of great character stuff. We didn't we didn't even talk about like, we mentioned Dimitri, but we didn't even talk about like. I'll I'll be honest, like, I Dimitri to me in like seasons one and two, was so fucking annoying. I was I was <laughs> one of those dudes that hated Dimitri, but he didn't bother me as much this season. He actually was a, a better character he, for me this season than he, he was. Ch- he chilled season. out a bit. He chilled out a bit. He got a girl. He got a he lady. Did. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we, we didn't mention that. Yeah, Jazz. <laughs> you, you know, they after Kyler and the other dudes bullied him and drew a dick on his cast, she was like, yeah. You know, she turned it around and made it into a, a good thing. And then like after that, we see them making out and stuff. And you're like, oh shit, look at that. Making make out in the hallway. Then she gets all <laughs> mad. He, he calls her Cruella, and that shit cracked me up. I'll be like, she does look like Cruella. Look at what she's got on. <laughs> it's so good. It was it was pretty great. It was pretty great, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did skip over quite a bit, like the soccer, the soccer brawl that kind of happens. Oh yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, you know. Uh, but we don't have to mention everything. But Miyagi though got their asses kicked several times here in this by Cobra Kai, man. Like they were they were just getting whooped on like time after time, like like we when uh, the time when Dimitri got his arm broken, like. That was supposed to be like Sam's plan to like you know get back at him and like you know, and then they ended up getting their asses kicked during that fight. You know, Dimitri yeah, got by Hawk and they they got fucked up, dude. Because nobody was expecting Tori to show up. Honestly, I feel like if Tori hadn't shown up, they probably would have won that fight. Um, because Sam fights Hawk a little bit in that fight, and I think prevails pretty strongly against him if I remember right, but. Yeah. yeah, Cobra Kai, check it out. Yeah, great, great, great show. Another great season. Um, yeah, I, 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 I just love. I really, I actually love the show. It's, it's so good. Like the, the, re- the relationship between Johnny and Miguel is like probably my favorite thing. You know, just seeing those, mm-hmm. two, those two guys chill out, be bros, and you know. Just the the whole sensei student relationship is just just awesome to see, man. Um, yeah, just such a good show with so many great characters, though, man. It was really, really, really cool to have the show back. And then the the only bad part about binging it all is that like, once you watch it all, that's it. It's over. Like you. That, mm-hmm. it's it's part of the reason why I like waiting week to week for shows because you kind of have like you watch one episode and then you can talk about it for an entire week 
and before the next one. You you have more of a discussion time for each. You you can kind of appreciate each individual episode more when you have to wait for a new one each week, as opposed to like here's here's all of them. Fucking watch them all, and then it's kind of like the whole Stranger Things syndrome where it's like everybody's looking forward to Stranger Things, which we should be getting season four this year, I think. But anyway, I digress. You're waiting for Stranger Things forever. Then it comes out. Everybody binges it the same weekend. Everybody talks about it that weekend. And then, like, it's forgotten until the next season comes out, you know? Which is kind of the problem that I have with bingeable shows. Yeah. That's why I kind of prefer, like, having wait, you know, the wait week to week. That way you have a bit more discussion time. Everybody can enjoy and watch the episodes, you know, at, at their le- at their leisure and not having to worry about getting spoiled for the entire season, you know, because it just came out. So I don't know. I, I, I kind of, that's like the one, the one bummer about having the show all be out at once, but, but hell, if I didn't have a great time, watch binging them all, dude, fuck. What a good season. What a good show. I'm so glad it came back. And uh, definitely one of the best things about 2021 so far. Like, without a doubt. Hell yeah. Um, oh, shit. I don't know what else to say, man. Uh... Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think if there's any. I'm like, I'm sure there's again, we didn't talk about everything there because, you know, if if you've, you've seen the show, then you don't need us to talk about it anyway. But uh, yeah, we talked about the, the majority of the things that that were uh, so overall. I like the fighting. Overall, I like the fighting. I like the uh, I like the Cobra uh, the Crease flashbacks. I think that gave him some substance. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Um, Hawks Hawks conflict and double turn. I uh, was a big fan of that and the music. Um, the music Miyagi metal. Um, Duel of the Cobras. Um, all that shit was great. I love the music that plays when Hawk does his double turn. And then the final fight with um, Kreese and Johnny and Daniel. And then them uniting into one, like, school. I love it. I love it. It's great. I loved how, um, and I loved how Star Wars-y it felt in that fight. That ending fight with Robbie and Johnny. So... Yeah, that's what I like from this season. And love the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with all of that. Um, yeah, I just I, I love how just emotional this season was. Like for me, like I, I was so much more emotional for me. It's just I I man. It, it this season really hit me more than the other ones. And again, I can't remember the last time like Apart from like Mandalorian, I can't remember the last time a show made me like fucking that emotional. I was like, God damn. I know we were really lucky to get we got the end of Mandalorian and then like a week off and then we got like Cobra Kai. And it was it was a good it was a so much good television at once right there. Or something like that. Now I just sit back and watch all the reactions to everybody finally getting to those final episodes and uh, the hog double turn that I love watching people react to. (laughs) Uh, um, 
But if that's all we got, that's all we got. Daniel, do you have anything else you want to add on, or are we done, my I'm, friend? I'm trying to think of stuff, but no, I guess I, I, the other thing that I, I guess I will say is I, I love how this show respects and brings back, um, the, the legacy characters, if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. it's something that other franchises could, uh, you know, maybe take a little uh take a little uh advice or hints or you know just look at and be like oh that's how you handle uh legacy characters in your franchise you know because again i love seeing ali back i love kumiko and chosen and just all all the all the stuff that we had this season was it it, it felt for very emotional or it was very emotional for like it wasn't even just for like like to to point back to the mr miyagi thing it wasn't like oh we're in the karate kid universe so let's just throw in mr miyagi stuff because we can like when when you're reading those letters and you're seeing mr miyagi involved in the show it feels like it was it's earned and with purpose and it's not just thrown in there just because we can, you know, just because we can do it. It it feels natural, like a like like a like a natural progression of of what of what happens. Like when Daniel's reading those letters and and like he's like he recognizes immediately. Oh, those are from the week that Mr. Miyagi died. You know, mm-hmm. like you just it just you can just you just feel it, man. Like I don't know that that's that's the last thing I wanted to throw in is just how. How, how great of a job I think the people in charge of the show are doing with that kind of stuff. And yeah, man, we just, I, I can say that I certainly appreciate that kind of stuff because it works, man. It's super emotional for all the right ways. And yeah, I mean, yeah, fuck, fuck you guys for making me cry, bro. Cause that was, uh, I don't, I don't, for those of you who know me, I don't cry a whole lot. Like I, I that's just, that's just the truth. But, but sometimes with stuff like that, I don't, it just, it gets me, dude. Like I, it was, it was, I, I, I gotta re, just reiterate it's that Japan stuff was so fucking good, dude. Like I, I applaud you guys for doing that. Cause it was, it was incredible, but yeah, that's, that's all I had to add in. Um, just how much I love <laughs> that right. stuff. I agree. All right. Let's say our goodbyes then in the, we'll talk about what we got coming up we'll start with you daniel all right well thanks for watching everybody we appreciate you guys hanging out here with us at the clockwork cantina podcast uh coming up i am going to be playing a lot of the legend of zelda breath of the wild uh this is going to be one of those games that goes on for a hot minute because it is a, it's a, it's a beefy open world game so we'll be stuck on that for a hot minute uh so keep an eye out on that uh, on the YouTube, I have, in addition to this podcast going up, I have uh, videos of Metro Exodus. Uh, Zelda videos will be going up, so keep an eye out on that front. Um, I have a Steam group that I started up, so f- join that if you're on Steam. Uh, appreciate that. If you do, I'll be th- I'm planning on throwing up like polls and discussion stuff on there on what to do in regards to the stream and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye out. I'm I'm close to uh, 500 uh, followers, so hit fucking uh, give me give me them follows, man, so we can get over that bump. Um, Hell yeah! But yeah, hit hit me up. 
I'm around on Discord and Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, looking forward to D and D, man. I'll, and we'll be seeing you guys next week. Have a great one. Peace out. <clears throat> Hello, guys, and thank you for watching the Clockwork Canteen. We're gonna get more consistent. We're gonna be here uh, next Saturday. Um, but make sure to come back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time because we're gonna play D and D. Last week we said we were going to play D&D, but what really happened last week is we learned how to use Foundry, and we just kind of cut up and hung out, which was kind of nice. Or not last week, the week before last. Yeah, the week before last week, right? Yeah, because um, we didn't do anything last week uh, because of the funeral and stuff. Um, so that'll be tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on twitch.tv slash josh nine zero. Two. Uh, the good news is we have a door again. You guys saw it in the opening. Which means I'll be able to stream again. Uh, starting soon. Uh, I don't have a return date quite yet on when I want to start it or what I want to come back with. Exactly. I might do a little PC game just to kind of get warmed up back rolling again. Um, or something like that. Um, I don't know what. But we'll figure something out and I'll let you guys know. Um, follow us here, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch and all that stuff and Twitter. Um, that's it, guys. That's going to do it. Um, go watch Cobra Kai. Enjoy. And we will see you all next time. Wash your hands, please. Wear a mask.